Hello, it is Thursday, December 20th, and today is a heater. I'm going to be honest. I went to the Colts facility with Mr. Foxy. Put a couple lav microphones on. Yep. Like lavs? Yep. Yes, sir. Lavalier. Thought for a long time they were lobs, like a wedge. Mm-hmm. Turns not they're lav. I learned that today as well. Talk to Darius Leonard, the biggest Pro Bowl snub I've seen in some time. Leads the mm. NFL in tackles. This conversation goes deep, too. He's got three brothers currently in jail, two incarcerated for murder. Made it out of of some very tough situations to be where he's at right now, and he's ready to dominate the league for like the next 10 years. That conversation is a good one. I think you're going to enjoy it. Also, sports handicapper Brandon Lang, uh, the guy from the movie Two for the Money. money. Two for the Money. Stops by to give us some picks this weekend. Also, all chatter about the life that you need to hear from everybody. Gorman gets shit on a little bit. The team has a great time, and it's all coming to you live from the MyBookie.ag studio. We've been telling you for weeks and months and maybe even years that Mm -hmm. MyBookie.ag is the greatest place on earth to gamble because you can gamble on everything. Uh, If it's happening, you can make money off of it at MyBookie.ag. If it's reality TV, guess what? Bet on it. If it's politics, you bet on it. Bet on it. If it's me at Chuck E. Cheese playing skee ball tomorrow <laughs> at roughly noonish, hammer it, bet on it, bet on that. I'm not a great skee ball player. I'm gonna be honest. Hard. You said that you said it's, it's probably hard. your worst game. I'm not a good skee ball. When's the last time you skied up? I is that a word? Don't think it is. Oh. I don't think what you just said is a word there. <laughs> I don't hate it though. I don't. I, maybe it's a good verb. Kind of sounds like people doing cocaine. Yeah, it, de- it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a skied up. I had, like a, a, I had a cousin yeah, get arrested for that. Skiing, Craigslist, skiing. and put yeah, yeah. You want to go skiing? Yeah, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little reference. Anyway, <laughs> ski ball. I've I've never played an entire game. I don't think I've ever got through an entire game because I'm so bad at it early. Ten I, balls. Yeah, you're like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. I leave, I leave the balls for the next, like the kid behind me at the goddamn arcade. Hey, you want to finish these fucking balls? <laughs> Go Game's wild. terrible, by the way. Go play something else. This thing's miserable. I am I am not good at skee ball, but they've made a couple bets for me to play uh-huh. a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't think I've ever been in a Chuck E. Cheese either. I have mm. no idea that adults go in there. Good pizza. Queen mm. pizza? Great pizza. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Mm. This is not Chuck E. Cheese ad, but. You guys say their pizzas Chuck like Cheese phenomenal. Really good pizza. He used to work there. You get free pizza. Right. You you were actually Chuck once, yeah. <laughs> what a day that was. Yeah, it's gonna be. Is it gonna be emotional walking into this Chuck E. Cheese tomorrow? I don't think so. Are you gonna judge their Chuck? Yeah, you have to. How much Chuck? How many Chucks? <laughs> Here's the best one Chuck, Chuck ever Chuck. met. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you really were a Chuck. Yeah, I did the worst job I could possibly do, so they never asked me to do it again, and it worked. Well, pretty good. You you might not be great at your job, but you can be great at gambling at oh, mybookie.ag. Yeah. They are the most social gambling website on earth as well. On Twitter, at BetMyBookie, they answer every mention and DM. That's all they want to do is give you the live odds, the live updates, and everything you need to be a successful gambler at MyBookie.ag. Use promo code PAT, get 50% bonus on your first deposit, up to $1,000. Let's not get crazy. Still making money off of making money, though. That's a beautiful thing. MyBookie.ag, promo code PAT. They invest a lot in us, so I hope you invest a lot in them. I've been on quite a drop, but that changes Mm -hmm. today. 
day. It does. For you and me both, if you're listening. Listen, there's only a couple weeks left in the NFL season. Mm -hmm. You've waited all year for this season to happen so you can gamble and cheer for your teams in fantasy sports. There's only a few weeks left of the regular Mm -hmm. season. And what are we going to do? We're going to fucking rake. Mm -hmm. We're going to bankrupt mybookie.ag. We're going to take every single dollar they have so they can't sponsor us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're going to do. Because getting sponsors used to be complicated and confusing. Oh, yeah. Very. So. So it used to be very complicated and confusing. You get a sponsor. You bankrupt yeah. their company. Now you have no you sponsor. One. Yeah. yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Complicated tough and confusing. A lot, of, a lot of tough stuff. Being a caddy for Jim Mercer used to be complicated and confusing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he always had people around him that you hated. Yeah, he didn't like the other guys Ideas. in the cars. Yeah, he didn't like. <laughs> Ideas the, going around. It could be complicated and confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This will make sense. To you all later, <laughs> a lot more sense. <laughs> Buying tickets used to be complicated and confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It used to be terribly, oh, terribly complicated and confusing. You buy a ticket, you don't know if it's a real one to begin with, and you don't know if the ticket you bought is the ticket that you're going to get. Correct. Mm-hmm. SeatGeek said, let us take care of this. They scan all the other ticket brokers, all the other ticket-buying apps, and make sure that you get the best bang for your buck on any ticket that you want to get to any live event, theater, comedy, sports, you name it. If it's happening, they got the best ticket for it. And that's because SeatGeek... Are good people. Mm-hmm. Great, Great the people, best actually. People. Unbelievable. I think I met like the third or fourth employee. We're friends with like the third or fourth employee. Ian, yeah. Great Ian, guy. unbelievable guy. Un- unbelievable guy. Classy. Classy gentleman. High high end. And that's the only thing SeatGeek does and do. Not great. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> He's a high end guy. That's the He's a high end guy. <laughs> Very good. He's top shelf. Top shelf. <laughs> top yeah. top shelf. shelf. He actually saw the pub. He's been to the pub. Yep. Mm-hmm. He loved it. By the way, potential sponsor of the pub, SeatGeek, something to think about if you're listening. Think about it. Something to think about. The pub seems to be on the rocks, by the way. Mm. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about their drink special. I'm talking uh, about the relationships. They're just all fake news. They're literally just listening. They're just yelling at each other. It's a house divided. We come back stronger. They got their fucking asses kicked the yeah. last time we played. Well, they're, they're, I, I watched last night, and their fucking game plan is just we atrocious. Got, we got a little cocky. Yeah, but we won tonight. We did win tonight. <laughs> we did. Anyways, promo code Pat, get $10 off your first order with SeatGeek. Promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first uh, purchase with SeatGeek. Get that McAfee one in before the new year because I think they're shutting that motherfucker off. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) by the way. So McAfee, $20 off first purchase. Uh, Pat, $10 off first purchase. Shout out SeatGeek. Let's get into this conversation with the defensive rookie of the year, Locke, Darius Leonard. We are live in the Indianapolis Colts practice facility. I spent plenty of hours of my life in here. Now there's a new legend in town a new legend in the building this guy leads the nfl in tackles by 22 tackles that's more than a fucking game's worth of tackles just absolute dominating in his rookie year out of south carolina state he got snubbed from the pro bowl which is a bunch of bullshit pro bowl doesn't matter anyways unless you got bonuses on the line uh ladies and gentlemen the maniac darius leonard how you doing so much thanks for having me no problem so a lot of people might not know you because you kind of came new into the scene here uh, this year. I had no clue who you were going into the season. Where are you from? You're I'm from, from Lakeview, South Carolina. Okay, that's out in the middle of nowhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> Farm town. Oh, yeah. Country boy. Country boy. And then you ended up at South Carolina State? Yep. How come? Were you, you uh, I heard, I looked, did some research. <laughs> you could throw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Mm-hmm. You can run like a 4-3 or something like that. 4-4. Four, four. 
Oh, so they kind of gave you. <laughs> yeah. Four four. You're six foot two. Mm-hmm. You're a basketball stud. Yep. Football stud. Mm-hmm. And you go to South Carolina State. Why is that? Uh, because it came out to my very last test score to be qualified, and it came back two weeks after signing day. So a lot of teams didn't want to pull that trigger if I wasn't going was going to be able to play that first year. So South Carolina State uh, was the only team that kind of offered me a partial scholarship. So you end up uh, HBCU, South Carolina State. You leave being the all-time leading tackler. Mm-hmm. Um, every player I know that has gone, come from an HBCU into the NFL has had a chip on their shoulder because they feel like they've been overlooked and they're representing something bigger than themselves. Is that how you feel as well? <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> and I heard Robert Mathis has been a hell of a mentor and somebody you look up to in this whole thing. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Robert Mathis, I mean, we have similar backgrounds, uh, both coming from HBCUs, kind of family background, kind of similar. So. Yeah, coming in, uh, just talking to him about everything. Kind of, it was kind of easy to just easy going, just talking to him about the playbook, and it was kind of easy to talk to him more things about life as well. You're a Q dog as well. Oh yeah, yes see. sir. <laughs> and I assume that drew Robert Mathis to you. Oh yeah. And I heard you guys, he sought you out in the combine. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was that conversation like at the combine? Um, no, nah, it was it was more so just just asking uh, about who I was and who I was as a as a person as a leader, and then it kind of went more so about off the field then, because that's when the real Robert Mathis came out. It wasn't no coach then, it was more so the brotherhood. He let me know that coming from HBCU, it was going to be hard. Coming from HBCU, you're going to be overlooked just to keep that chip on your shoulder and just keep grinding. Uh, talk about you off the field. Family, uh, I've read a couple stories about your family. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for the turmoil that you've had to go through in your life. Two older brothers mm-hmm. incarcerated for yep. murder. Have you ever, do you keep a relationship with them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I still talk to them. They write letters almost every week. So, yeah, I mean, no matter what they did, I mean, they're still family, so, yeah. How old were you whenever they went to jail? Uh, The first one, I was two years old, and um, the second one, I was uh, probably around 10 or 11. Okay, so you have two older brothers that are in jail for murder. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other siblings? Uh, Yes, my mom had nine kids, and I have uh, one brother incarcerated. My dad had five kids, so, yes, I have a a big family. all play sports. I had a brother who actually played in the NFL, went to Clemson. That's why I mean, I grew up a Clemson fan. He uh, came, won the Super Bowl, so kind of just following his footsteps a little bit. A lot of distraction possibility there. Oh, yeah. You're growing up in that type of situation. Yeah. You always wanted to be a professional athlete and knew it was possible, kind of kept your head on uh, focus on that whole thing? Yeah, I mean, as, I mean, I saw how much how much happiness my uh, brother brought back to the family, back to the community. So. And I saw the, the pain that my mom went through with my two brothers, well, my three brothers. So I knew that I, I'm, I'm afraid of failing and I, I don't want to fail. So I kind of have a chip on my shoulder. Don't want nobody to look down upon me. So I always want to be at the top of everything I do. So it was kind of easy to kind of keep the badness away from me and then just try to, try to stay out the streets. I always hear these assholes are like, uh, you can't be afraid to. F- I was scared as shit to fail. Yeah, without a doubt, you're gonna have to. That's- and that drove <laughs> me to work harder. Yeah, yeah. Just like here, I mean, we do something here that I've never done before. We watch film in front of the whole defense, and we point out every mistake in front of the whole defense. So I mean, I don't want my name called in the bad play. I don't want my teammates to look at me sideways to say, okay, I, I can't trust him to do his job. So. Being afraid of failure is actually a good thing because it's going to push you to learn your playbook, push you to Work be. Harder. Yeah, so, I mean, being afraid of failure is not a bad thing. I agree. Hey, I'm happy we're on the same side. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they call you the maniac? How long have you been called the maniac? Um, since tw- 2016, after the Clemson uh, game, my junior year, um, I, I racked up 18 tackles uh, in a blocked field goal 
And after that, uh, they. It's fucked uh, up, by the way. The kicker did not deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that y'all do get get blamed for that. Yeah, I know. You make an incredible play. Yeah, the kicker gets, yeah I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. But then I got back on campus. It was like, man, you play like a straight maniac. And when he said it, it kind of stuck with me. And ever since then, every time I played, it was like our hashtag maniac, play like a maniac, and it kind of went from there. I, um, 18 tackles in a block field goal is like a standard game for you now in the NFL. You could have never guessed that when you got to the NFL, you <laughs> no, had this much success. Not at all. I mean, you look like a fucking grown man out there playing with a bunch of kids. You literally do. <laughs> and you're a rookie. You have so much to learn. You still have no clue. I bet you Robert tells you this too. You still have no fucking idea yet. You still call me a rook ass rook. Every yeah, day. exactly. Every day. <laughs> exactly. Hey, there's no way you could have expected this. No, not at all. Coming in, I mean, I mean, coming from HBCU, and back in my mind, I knew what, what I could be, but then again, I was like, okay, coming from a small school, um, it was going to be longer for me to kind of work my way in. So I was coming in with the mindset was just do all the right things, and then everything else would fall in place, but I would have never thought that it would have ended up the way it's going now. How, how have you been enjoying the NFL lifestyle here? I'm loving it. Um, loving it here, man. It's, especially in Indiana, Indianapolis. So, I mean, it's kind of easy here. I mean, I stay close by. Uh, I have my wife up here with me, so high school sweetheart. By high the school way. sweetheart, yeah. Hey, that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, kid on the way. <laughs> yes, sir. Got that a little name, girl. A name for her? Coming? Mia Gabrielle. Beautiful name. Oh yeah. <laughs> When's it due? April third. Out of season, baby. Oh Good yeah. Idea. <laughs> yes, sir. That's a veteran move. By you. That's a veteran move. <laughs> oh yeah. You. So you've enjoyed the NFL life. Yes, though. sir. The coaches here. Uh, obviously, you're brand new. They are also brand new. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of learning Indianapolis Colts, the whole brand uh, mm -hmm. of the of the organization together. What have you learned about the Colts organization? That is a family family um, business. Um, every every time you come in, you know, you see you see the owners coming in and out. So I mean, everything is about family here, and everything stays in stays in house. Well, I mean, if we have a problem, it's always in house, and it's you you don't have to worry about. You can go talk to coach, no problem. Um, like every. That's one thing I like about it. You don't have to take your tail or anything if you got a problem with anybody. Just go talk to them just like regular family. You, you all sucked at the beginning of the season. The whole world was crumbling on the Colts. Mm -hmm. Everybody was mocking Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, saying Chris Ballard can't hack it. He doesn't know how to put a team together. And all Chris Ballard continued to say was, wait for we build our culture, mm -hmm. right? You're a young team right now. That defense, very yeah. young. If you take Vinatieri's old ass out of there, I think your average age is like 24 or 25. Very, very young team. You guys hit a moment. What was the moment in the season when you guys were like, all right, we're starting to get it? Um, We, we, we had a team meeting after... Um I think that fourth loss in a row um, called a team team meeting, no coaches, anything. Is it was, Houston? Um, I think so. And then after that, we Who just, talked? Uh, it was all the leaders. Um, Andrew, Najee Good, Jabal Shear, Al Woods, Ryan Kelly. I mean, it was all, all leaders. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, so, and then after that, we, we knew what we had in here. And um, it wasn't like everybody was just better than us. If you see on film, we were just doing dumb mistakes, dumb young mistakes. And yep. after that, we just kind of toned in and just trusting each other even more and kind of just went from there. You guys have become a team ain't nobody want to see right now. Nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to see the Colts. If, if the Colts somehow slip into the playoffs this year, right, nobody wants to see it. It happened with the Giants back when the Giants won the Super Bowl. They were a dog shit team early in the year. Then they clicked, got hot, and kept running. The playoffs is all about who's hot. Mm -hmm. Colts are very, very hot right now. Oh, yeah. You guys have to be excited about the future. As a young man, you're going to be here probably 10 years if I had to guess. Uh, I'd assume that's the way the Ursays will take care of a player <laughs> like you. Maybe 15 years, you'll probably get to ride on his private plane. <laughs> I've never been on it. We'll figure that out. But 
I assume the the work, everybody coming in, it feels very good because it's like we're building something special in here. Yeah, coming in, man. Um, like that that one in five, man. It was coming in. Everybody, we we had the same mentality, but now it's different. Like it's really fun now, you know, just winning, trusting each other, and just going out having a complete ball. I mean, we're not we didn't change anything up. We just kept continuing to just trust the process and get 1% better each day and just came out to compete. You were in pass coverage this last week, made a couple big time plays. How's that go over in the meeting rooms whenever whenever you look like that big of an athlete, whenever you're also leading the NFL in tackles? I don't mean it, I mean, that pass coverage, I mean, on one of them, I was, it was actually bad. It was just, I came back, a quarterback threw a lace, so I used my athleticism to get, knock the ball out. But we, I mean, we talk about the good and the bad. I mean, that, like I said, one of them was a bad and one of them was good. So. And talking about it, we just just learn from everything and try to go from there. Where do you think you'll grow? Um, everywhere. Um, I, I feel like I have so much room to improve in a lot of phases, uh, especially when I'm coming into contact, making contact with a running back or planning coverage. So just my more knowledge of the game, I think I'd be better. So next year, you're going to be a guy that people are going to prepare for. That's the plan. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like this year... At the beginning of the season, Darius Leonard, you were balling early in the mm-hmm. year, by the way. You you don't lead the NFL in tackles by 22 tackles if you were sucking early. Yeah. Team might not have been gelling early. Guys might not have had it together, but you were still making plays everywhere. Next year, teams are going to prepare for Darius Leonard. Mm-hmm. That's a huge compliment. Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, with just to have a team just scheme up against you, it, it, I mean, it means NFL, a lot. NFL, too. Yeah, right? this, so is that, not, this is not ducking <laughs> some backyard football. This is the National Football League will be preparing for Darius Leonard. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm to that level now. So I just got to just keep, just keep trying to improve and just be better each year. You sent a tweet out to the NFL about the random drug test. Yeah. I had to battle that in my career as well. Yeah, it's you, like every, every two weeks I'm getting drug tested. <laughs> you need to just start looking at it as a compliment from Roger Goodell. Honestly, like if Vinatieri has a big game, yeah. his old ass is getting tested the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I had a good game back in the day, we're getting, I would get to the point where I was like, oh, they weren't that impressed with me. They didn't drug test me the next day, especially with what's happening with Eric Reed down there. It's not random yeah. anymore. I, think, I thought it was wild that you sent out. Oh, yeah. Tweet. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and then... You got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> that has to be a frustrating thing, especially because you're so young. Um, it, I mean, I look at it both ways. I mean, yes, I feel like I got I got snubbed, but it is what it is. I mean, just add a little, another chip on my shoulder. Just like, just I mean, been growing up my whole life getting getting cheated. I guess. I mean, not going to Clemson. Yep. Not not doing all the things that I felt like I I should be. So it is what it is. I just kind of build from it. Just go from there. I'm pulling for you, man. Yes, sir, first offseason will be your first time off probably in your whole life. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Especially with money. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want you to think of your offseason because you should be focused on the now. Oh, yeah. My rookie year, I got yelled at by Peyton Manning asking him when I should start preparing for my vacations. <laughs> and he told me, don't even think about it during the season. With that being said, do you have any dream destinations that you'll go to? Uh, not at all. I mean, my wife does, but I'm kind of scared to go out of the country, so. Nah. <laughs> Just go to the beach? Yeah. See, I mean, I'm from Myrtle, uh, Myrtle Beach, like down the road from us, so it's kind of Senior easy. frogs down there. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I've lost some years <laughs> off of my life at that place. Uh, this weekend, New York Giants. Mm-hmm. How's the team feel? Uh, the team feels good. Um, we know what we got to do. I mean, we got to make Eli beat us with his arms, so that's we got to go away and stop the run. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's a great guy. Too rugged. This weekend is mm-hmm. potentially the d- probable 
offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year going against each other. Yeah, he's a he's a great back. I mean, just watching film on him, his contact balance, the way he the way he runs. I mean, he's he's a great guy, great elite uh, running back. If you don't win defensive rookie of the year, and let's say the How at the Moon guy wins. By the way, that was savage. <laughs> I was a big fan of that move. I was a big fan of that move. Is that just another chip on the shoulder? Without Let's keep a doubt. it moving. Without a doubt. I mean, no, no, there's no such thing as keep it moving. It's gonna it's gonna add that chip, especially to know how much how much work you put in and like I when he came they came in last week, I mean I, it was on my mind a whole lot playing against him. We're well, not playing against him. Well, he's, he's on the on Dallas Cowboys as well. So Dallas yeah. Cowboys get a lot more publicity on a regular basis. Yeah, so I, I knew coming in that Every time I play against someone who they say better than me, I, I want to step up, and I felt like I did, and I proved the point there. And if you win it, yes, I'm going to definitely have a bigger chip. <laughs> the NFL has a maniac problem for, like, the next 10 years, and the Colts are lucky to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, the leading tackler in the NFL, biggest Pro Bowl snub, defensive rookie of the year, and I'd assume a future perennial All-Pro. If you, you might get All-Pro this year and not make the Pro Bowl, by the way which is very interesting. All pro <laughs> is the media people. Mm -hmm. Pro Bowl is a bunch of publicity bullshit. I think you'll probably be an all pro if I had to guess. I Should so. be. <laughs> Should be. But if not, you will be for like the next 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, from South Carolina State in the town of... Orangeburg, South Carolina. What was your hometown? Lakeview, South Carolina. Lakeview? Mm -hmm. Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Created a animal. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Leonard. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> It was really cool chatting with Darius Leonard there. Went into the Colts facility, by the way. Foxy and I went in there. Yep. It's my first time back in there in a while. Wow. How'd, wow. It, feel? How'd it feel? Yeah. There were some offices I walked by where there was some <laughs> real hate that I still had. <laughs> hey, no, but you should have seen it. Heads were just popping up everywhere when they saw Pat. It was. I bet. It was really cool. Got to see some of the janitors, custodian people. Good to see nice. them again. Nice. Did punter see you? Uh, I didn't see Rigoberto. I sold old-ass old Vinny, though. Mm -hmm. I sold old-ass Vinny. He was talking to Uncle Jesse, the banker. So there's some money situation happening there. With <laughs> Saw the other media as well. Saw the other media, yeah. walked in through the media entrance, took a shot at them. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Evan and I, they've, they've remodeled the Colts facility since I've been there, by the way. Very nice. The place looks very beautiful. Mm -hmm. State of the art. They're huh. taking care of that place. Definitely. It looks very, very nice. But I went in through the media entrance where all the press conferences happen. By that point, all the media is already in there. It's a small room, and the door, it's like you're letting in light into the room. So mm -hmm. anytime you walk in there, everybody in the room is looking. It, sure. There's no... Who's coming in now? Yeah. yeah, and I did not expect that, by the way. I got pretty vitamined up right before we walked <laughs> yeah. in there. I did not expect that. So I opened the door, and it's just every media member basically in Indianapolis is just staring at me. And me and Foxy, I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? I go dap, out, I go dap up Wells from ESPN. As I'm dapping him up, I'm like, fuck, I bet everybody in here is expecting me <laughs> <laughs> to shake their so I'm I, like I dap up Wells and I'm like I'm like, well, good to see you, man. He works for ESPN, his name is Mike Wells. And literally as I'm doing it, I'm regretting it immediately. And I know he felt that like yeah. in my dap it was like a fucking elite. I'm like, oh no. Now everybody in here thinks I'm going around the whole room. There's like 30, 40 people in there. <laughs> Did it become a handshake line? No, no. <laughs> so I pivoted quickly, and I'm normally not good at this. Normally, if I feel bad about something, I will react immediately. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to get out of the room as quickly as possible. So I did like a, an about face, and they were like, uh, they said something along these lines. I had a quick like, uh, oh, yeah, well, I'm not, I don't have enough fucking talent to mm -hmm. be in here or whatever. Everybody <laughs> laughed yeah, or nice, whatever. Nice. And then somebody followed up with like, well, what are you doing here? I was, <laughs> that's, I, I couldn't help. I just couldn't. 
couldn't help it. You know, I just couldn't fucking help it. I couldn't just be, oh, just having fun. You know, oh, just making content. Instead, I, I had to say something that was real. I looked at the entire room of the media basically and said, well, since you guys couldn't get Darius Leonard in the fucking Pro Bowl, <laughs> they called me in here. And then I walked, I walked out of the room and I left. And yep. in my head, I'm like, ah, why? Why did I have to be a fucking asshole? It was you know, a good line. It, it was, was good. It got a good pop out of the crowd. Yep. After you left, everyone's staring at Wells, too. Like, what the fuck's up with your boy? Why do you what get this? Fuck, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's up with your boy, huh? And there was a lot of people in there because the guy told us, he's like, normally not this many people, but the Colts are winning. And, yeah, they're, playing the, are and they're playing Giants, New yeah. York City. So it's uh, got New York media right. in as well. Guaranteed, every punt today from Rigoberto is a shank. He's pissed off. He's asking questions. Why was he back in the building? Are you sure, Are you sure it was for Darius Leonard? I no. mean, he's having a bad practice today. So, um, so Rigoberto, whenever he first signed with the Colts, Tom McMahon was the coach, uh, special teams coach as well, Same uh, still. And they signed Jeff um, Locke mm -hmm. from the Minnesota mm -hmm. Vikings. They signed Jeff Locke to be my replacement. He was a lefty. He got paid a, a, a pretty good little amount of cash. I think he made like a, I think it was like a two million dollar offer, a one point five million dollar offer. It was more than just vet men. They brought him and he was supposed to replace me. They bring in Rigoberto Sanchez though as a camp leg. Tom McMahon though, if he were, if you were brought into camp, Tom McMahon found you. Normally you ended up in the NFL somewhere. Mm -hmm. So basically every single person that came into ours ended up in the NFL somewhere. So as it starts. I'm getting texts from Vinatieri like, hey, Rigoberto, not the best holder right now, but I think he, this kid might have it. So then I watch a Jeff Locke press conference, which I never had one, by the mm -hmm. way. Played for the Colts for eight years. Got zero fucking press conferences. <laughs> this Jeff Locke guy's there for a week and a half. He has a press conference. <laughs> and I'm watching his press conference, and he, I don't want to say he took a shot at me, but he kind of he kind of took a shot at me. He was like, well, I was in the NFC. I never really got to see Pat anything he did. I know he's active on the internet, but that's not me. I'm just here to kick good balls. I'm like, kick good balls? You, you couldn't hold my fucking jockstrap, Jeff Locke. <laughs> You should have been watching my film if you want to learn how to be a better fucking punter. You want to get a $1.5 million deal, a one-year deal, maybe something else. I was pissed, right, when I watched. I'm like, this motherfucker. But I'm the one that chose to retire, so that's the NFL. That's going to happen. I'm going to be replaced, right? But I had a little bit of a a bad taste in my mouth for this Jeff Locke guy. Sure, yeah. So then a couple months go by. And I guess Rigoberto's holding wasn't as great. Uh -huh. It was like he was nervous. He like wasn't. He didn't have the confidence in the holding thing. And it was. It, he was. He knew he wasn't being brought in for a job. But all signs were pointing to him potentially winning the job. So Vinatieri, I get another text like, "Is there any way you could fucking like just come <laughs> talk to this guy about how you're supposed to act as a holder? Because when you're a holder, right, you're in charge of the offensive line. You're in charge of everything. It's like you're you're the guy. So you have to have like some real your voice. You have to have some sure. base in yeah, your voice. Special teams quarterback. Yeah, man, the moment. Yeah, yeah, but you have to be able to. Yeah, the moment. You have yeah. to be in charge of the moment. It's a tiny little thing, but there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So just a little bit of confidence, basically. Rigoberto didn't have any. So. They brought me in like a week before his rookie training camp, and I went out there and I, I hung out with him and Tom McMahon for, and Vinny was there for like 45, 50 minutes. And I was listening to the sound come off his foot or whatever. He wasn't very consistent at the moment. He was kind of hit or miss. Mm -hmm. But I like talked to him and I was like, by the way, get this fucking job. I hate that other fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, I'll do everything I can, man. And I like fist bumped him and I walked away. And I've had nothing but respect for that kid because he, awesome. he was not supposed to get the job. Mm -hmm. He was not supposed to get the job. He literally outworked Jeff Locke to get the job. And I like Rigoberto a lot. He should have made Pro Bowl this year probably. 
if he had a little bit of bigger name, he would have made the Pro Bowl. Who did make it from Bonner uh, Wise? Uh, Michael Dixon made it for the NFC. Mm-hmm. AFC was Brett Kern. From the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've called him now for the last two years the most underrated punter in the NFL. He was unbelievable, but nobody knew he existed, basically. Because the Tennessee Titans, although they're in Nashville, which is a cool, banging city, ain't nobody know anything fucking about Nashville or the Tennessee Titans. They're mm-hmm. just like the Colts, kind of a small market mm-hmm. team. Right. And things like, nobody knew Brett. I'm proud and happy of Brett Kern. Also, Michael Dixon. It's hard to make it there as a rookie. Very difficult to make it as a rookie. That's what, we were just talking about Rigoberto, but he had, obviously... A spectacular, spectacular year. Mm-hmm. Primetime games did a lot of magical things, and probably the entire country of Australia uh-huh. voting. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> behind him. You know, it doesn't hurt. With doesn't Brett hurt. Kern too yeah. is the Titans are very for the brand on the Twitter. Very for the so brand. So then pushing Brett Kern and for the brand might have helped a little bit as well. Michael yeah. Dixon also very much mm-hmm. for the brand man. So and Janikowski as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you know maybe something to think about. Maybe something to think about for that building I was in today. No, no, mm-hmm. I know. Maybe that building I was in today. Yeah. I think we only got like 15, 20 of the teams to tweet out for the brand on a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this one wasn't. <laughs> I one think of them? about it. The Colts are. I don't think the Colts are. Huh. 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 That's uh, weird. Hmm. Saints. Saints are very. Oh, for yeah. The Saints brand. are. Ravens very for the mm-hmm. brand. Very much. Very much. Titans very much for the brand. Mm-hmm. Bears. Bears very mm-hmm. much for yeah. the brand. Guskowski. He's for the brand. He is? I've gotten text messages from Stephen Goskowski before. Oh, really? Nice. About laughing about something mm-hmm. that I've oh, done. Oh, that's good. I, yeah. I like uh, Goskowski a lot. I met him out at the Pro Bowl. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Speaking of Pro Bowl, do the right thing. I'm looking right at you. Write a letter to the league and step down from your appointed yeah, quarterback right. position in the Pro Bowl. Well, I, if you're Tom Brady and Andrew Luck is sitting on the sidelines, you should be Tom embarrassed. Tom Brady tries to get out you of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's yeah. only Gorms, played in two. Gorms. You should be embarrassed. Gorms. By he tries to way. get out, by the way, he's probably in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Either way, we're gonna, they're going to need a Brady replacement anyways because we're going to be playing in the Super Bowl Still this year. Still a slap in the face. I want the first vote in. Hey, man. Mike Florio had a hilarious line uh, tweet last night. He said, oh, I forgot that tonight was the night uh, where players were picked for a game in which they're going to spend the next few weeks trying to get out of, <laughs> which is it was something along those lines. So true, so true. Your first Pro Bowl, very excited to go. Mm-hmm. I was eager, couldn't wait. We just yeah, yeah. lost by fifty. Potential <laughs> Deflate Gate, can't wait to get out there. Go to Arizona, out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, God, oh, this is nothing like what I thought it was. That Arizona Pro Bowl first night we're there. Mm-hmm. Have a whole. Like seminar symposium, basically for all. congratulations. Here's how this works. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Then the local sheriff gets up there. Local, oh. local sheriff That's gets up nice. there. Say so with the Pro Bowl here and the Super Bowl here. Know that there will be a lot of sting operations whenever it comes to certain <laughs> aspects of uh, our society or whatever. So sure. keep that in mind whenever you are doing whatever, whether it's drugs, prostitution, whatever it is. Mm. Know that we have a lot of things set up. So for your protection, they were they were spin zoning it that it was for <laughs> yeah. our protection. Yeah. Yep. It, they weren't. They weren't. They were saying it strictly to inform everybody in the room. Like, hey, 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 hey dummy. So they give you a heads up. Careful what you do. But they were spin zoning it as yeah. uh, for your protection, yeah. obviously. What, I think six days later, Warren Sapp said, I, I told that one bitch to get out of here. <laughs> <and she don't- laughs> Warren Sapp got busted, like, I think six days later. He didn't listen. He, did, he didn't listen. It was like, yo, Warren, I was in, I think you were in the same meeting. I was, <laughs> whatever they said. Uh, it was, but the second, second Pro Bowl, you know, uh-huh. when you make it to your second Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get the fuck out of that mm-hmm. one. Unless you're Drew Brees. Drew Brees is Captain Pro Bowl, man. That guy, they, everything he does is right. 
Every time I said that the other day, it seems as if everything Drew Brees does is right. He mm-hmm. sent a a memorable, uh, no, commemorative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, commemorative. Yeah, mm-hmm. feel real good about just pulling that one out of the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah, one yeah. was deep back then. Uh-huh. He sent that commemorative ball to everybody that's ever caught a, yeah, fo- yeah, a yeah. touchdown. That was cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's, a, that's everything. Very cool. Everything he seems to do is right. And then somebody was like, "Not those diamond operation." Was was Drew Brees a part of some diamond operation? Brew. I, I never heard that. Before. I have 14. no idea. Brew was working with Blood Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got like 15, 20 tweets of people mentioning diamonds with Drew it, Brees. It was a, it was a, a jewelry store. Okay, that it may have been some Fugazi stuff that was oh. sold to Drew Brees is what it is, and he spent. Oh. Nine, oh, so nine million. Oh, so he got taken. Oh, so he stuff. got beat. Yeah, he yeah, got okay. Oh, okay, so he's not the one selling the nine million worth of bad yeah, diamonds. He, was he invested. He would nine mix million. up in that blood uh, Oh, he invested game. in it. <laughs> oh, so he was making money off of the fake diamonds because mm-hmm. he was an investor Bro. in it. So that's I, that's why I love the internet. By the way, they so, know everything. That's they, why I love the internet. They get to the bottom of it every time because that's just that's just fifteen random people probably scattered <laughs> around the country just being like, no, 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 Pat, and and. Once you see it like 10 times, you're like, well, what the fuck is this? Because there's like a hundred like, oh, Drew Brees is the best. Drew yeah, Brees yeah, is the uh-huh, best. Yeah, but yeah. as you scroll through, there's like, not with the diamonds. And I'm like, I don't even know what that could possibly be. <laughs> then you scroll through and there's another like, diamonds though. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck is up with these diamonds? <laughs> Turns out he was a part of a Fugazi, huh? That Fugazi. Happens. Hey, that happens to the best of us. Yeah. Unless you've got a real eye for going. a diamond, you can't tell. It's hard to tell. Plus, I doubt he was there. He's right. He's actually right. Yeah. I don't think he was wandering around the no, store either, like taking part <laughs> of operations. He probably just was like, here's some money. Well, here, here you have a friend who's about to open a business, and yeah. they go, I can guarantee you a 15% return yearly on your money. This yeah. is all I need. I'm going to wherever diamonds yeah, yeah, are. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting them myself, yeah. this whole thing. These the diamonds wife. are 98.2% profit. Drew Brees. Like 20 cents <laughs> in every $10,000 Drew Brees was conned just as bad as the people that were buying Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they he, sold them $15 million worth in invest, investment-grade diamonds. They were worth $6 million. Oh, still uh, good diamonds. Still right? good Six million dollars <laughs> worth yeah, of diamonds. She's <laughs> not going to know the difference. No. <laughs> that is a true She's story. Not. He's just trying to beef up his portfolio. I mean, he yeah. owns a bundle of Jimmy John's franchises mm-hmm. down there too. You know, I mean, he's hey, not bad marketing by smart. the way by that guy. I remember when he first got into it, he was trying to break a world record for most Jimmy John sandwiches mm-hmm. sold in one day. And all the new ones like, we got you, Drew. He sold like 7 million sandwiches in one day. I was like, this is is genius. This is genius marketing by Drew Brees. Absolutely genius. Yeah, you're right. He's just trying to diversify his portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's all he's trying to do. Diversify your bonds. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You Italians done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some of my gold. You said out of bread. Yeah. I was so mind blown. There's a there's a place here in Indianapolis we've ordered from twice. They said they can't fulfill our order because they don't have bread sandwich yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Middle of the day too. Yeah. This is like noon. Yeah. I mean, there's only two parts to the sandwich: it's the meat and the bread. You're like missing half. Yeah, the but now everyone's trying to get this bread. Correct. Yeah, yeah but oh, you say, but it's noon. Nick, it's like your fifth order of the day. It was noon. <laughs> it was. This has not happened just one. It's just like the diamonds tweets. Mm-hmm. We've called this place numerous times. At very standard order of sandwich times, and they couldn't fulfill six, seven sandwiches because they didn't have enough bread. And it's wow. not like they only have one kind of bread; they have like fifteen <laughs> different kinds yeah, that they promote no on there. There's well, no was, bread at all. So there's no. You I, know what it is? There's mm. nobody in the morning waking up making that goddamn yep. bread. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what it is. That's I think it me. might be like a Rudy's situation when you work there. They're just like, nope, not doing the order. 
There's no reason to throw me. <laughs> there's no and reason. Just something to think about. There's no reason. Diggs and I will be back in Pittsburgh yep. last night. Yeah. After this show was mm-hmm. recorded yesterday, we hopped on a plane back to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to go uh, pay our respects to our high school football coach, mm-hmm. Coach Sacco. Rest in peace to him, man. Going to be a lot of Italians in this place. Yeah, <laughs> he was an incredible dude. He cared about the players as much as he cared about the game. He taught... He taught me everything I knew about it and so much more about life, like just how to conduct yourself as a human. And then, like I said earlier, he was a very smart coach because he hired me after I was done playing college to come help coach the team. <laughs> so he respected my football IQ. Which you have to respect a man that does that. Coach yeah. Sacco, for me, I was a soccer player. Everybody knew me as a soccer player. I didn't start playing football until my junior year of high school. So I wouldn't go to practice, though. I just show up, showed up on Fridays. If it was an away game, my mom actually drove me to a couple games because I was coming from a soccer game. So all the football coaches didn't even talk to me, basically. It was just like, yep, ah, that's, that's our kicker. That's McAfee. He's a soccer guy. We'll just kind of let him be however he'll be. And Coach Sacco was the defensive coordinator. He was my actual first football coach. He was mm-hmm. the only one who came over to me on the bus. He would, If I was on the bus, he would come sit next to me. If I was on the sideline before the game, he would come talk to me coach me up if i did something during the game he would coach me up about the unwritten rules of football about how to earn respect in the locker room and he really shaped my Mm -hmm. he shaped a lot more of my life than i think he could ever imagine and he passed away so sudden and so young it was just a shame so we're gonna go pay our respects Mm -hmm. for sure i might i might be crying last night I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of dead bodies lately, and I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like it. This is the worst part of this whole life thing. Mm-hmm. But also, on the flip side, very much a perspective putter. Yeah. I mean, the the, the details haven't come out fully, but mm-hmm. they're saying he had a heart attack mm-hmm. and just died on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just passed away on Saturday. He had no idea that was coming. No idea. Yeah. At all. That's how short it all is. Like, you know I, what I mean? Like I said, mm-hmm. my parents were at a party with him last week, so he was fine. And he had no idea. He was mm-hmm. just enjoying his life, having no clue. And that's something to think about if you're out there and you're just like a, f- like if you're just a miserable, you have no clue what's coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Change it. Change whatever you're doing. If you don't like it, change it. And I'm not going to get too hoity-toity here and tell you guys to go change your life. But if you're not happy, you could be dying tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Legitimately mm-hmm. could die tomorrow. Think Anybody. about that. Could be you, worse. Yeah. Whenever you make your decisions on what you want to do each day, remember that this could be your last day. And it's been happening. It's been hitting close to home, but it's a real thing. And with that being said, we're going back to Pittsburgh. I'm definitely going by Rudy's. Mm-hmm. And every mm. time I go there, I eat like five, six sandwiches. <laughs> and I don't know if we're going to have enough time to sneak them in there. But the move I made of sending people to other Rudy's down the street, still Genius. one of the most legendary food <laughs> service <laughs> moves of all time. Genius. Like, Got to respect it. Got to respect it. And I do appreciate the fact that that is probably what this sandwich place is doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now that I think nah, of it. Every time I try to get a ticket to that show, it's sold out. It builds a buzz. You know? <laughs> it's 100%. <laughs> they never have bread over there. <laughs> that hey, bread must be amazing. Hey, uh, sandwich place that's always out of bread. How can we help you? Uh, we all says, ah, we're out of bread. Uh, you called 25, 30 minutes ago, though? Shh. Could have mm. got that. <laughs> Could have got that. Would have got a hell of a sandwich. Got that. But now you got to go down the street yeah. to the other one. Maybe tomorrow. Call back earlier. This weekend, huge football weekend. Huge football weekend. Diggs got a slate of games that we should all be looking forward to. I cannot wait to watch the NFL figure itself out here, which is what's going to happen. Got to talk to Chris Ballard after the interview with Darius Leonard nice. back in his war room. Mm-hmm. And I just talked to him about how 
This the NFL is the greatest league. It's so good. You have no clue what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Granted, there's shitty teams out there, but those shitty teams can still win at the end of the season and fuck somebody over completely. Mm-hmm. The NFL is a beautifully run league. Colts are being run very well right now. It's nice to be in that building and mm-hmm. see everybody. For sure. But l- sitting in Chris Ballard's war room, they redid this whole war room, and it looks like it's straight out of the fucking uh, the Kevin Costner. Draft it. Draft it. Oh, it looks like it's straight really? out of draft I walked in there. He had the lights were all off, two projectors, mm-hmm. TV, two projectors, had some college film on one, had an NFL film on the other, mm-hmm. just wow. himself in there, music playing through the speakers, oh. through the whole room, nice. and he's just sitting in the middle of this thing with like an XO uh, XO uh, remote with yeah, a laser yeah. pointer and a notebook. And the music was upbeat, by the way. It was like an upbeat wow. music. He was wow. in there. They say he just lives in there. Like, that's you just have his. To, dude. If that's awesome. If your whole job is basically based off of you going drafting players, so watching hundreds of players in college and then picking up free agents, that's your entire job. That's pretty much all you have to do is watch film. So I think what happens is normally that guy has scouts, right? Correct. Those yep. scouts hit the ground. They report back, here's our top five guys Watch or whatever. Guys. Yeah, he said he, he doesn't enjoy the reading of reports. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He said he has to see it. He said, I'm not much of a learner or whatever. I just need to see mm-hmm. it. And I'll tell you what, Chris Ballard was being attacked earlier in this NFL season. Mm-hmm. But now people are very much coming around that Chris Ballard is running and building this team in the mm-hmm. right way. It was kind of cool to get into his little, it was like I was in his little brain. Did you put a few things in his ear? Did you talk him out of left bell? <laughs> I brought up Love Bell. Oh. As soon as I sat down, I brought up Love Bell. He said, every time you talk, <laughs> you bring up Love Bell. I was like, I'm just letting you know what the internet is saying. Sure. Okay? And I've been saying this for a long time. I don't know if you should waste money. Not that I should ever tell you what to do. You're sitting in this room, I told him. Hey, you got two fucking TVs. I'll on. tell him. But I said, uh, I said, that seems like that's an interesting situation. I don't know. That's going to be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'll be interested to see how it all plays out. Spoiler well. alert. He ain't coming to the 317. No. Not a oh. chance. It, that, Ballard's too smart. I didn't want to give away anything. <laughs> I didn't want to give away anything. But it seems like there is not a real want to go make that happen. Hey, winds change, but I'm telling you, spoiler alert, no 317. I didn't press him, though, because I don't want him to ever feel uncomfortable Correct. talking to me, right? Yeah. So I didn't yeah. want to like press him on it and be like a big J journalist. But like, it's good for him. Like, for You can represent to him what people are saying on the internet. Hey, I want to let you know, Chris. Yeah. This is something that's happening. On there every day. Also, it's what Le'Veon Bell's saying, too. But, he, yeah, he's, he's the one commenting. He's specifically been saying it since before training camp. Yep. But I didn't. I don't want him to ever feel like because I think he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I enjoy the thought that I am getting to watch mm-hmm. like how he operates as opposed to be. It's been fun to kind of watch him work his brain work. Mm-hmm. How about this? You have to pick someone in this room to GM your team, which you own. Of all these faces and heads in here, who are you picking? I'm picking Diggs strictly because he knows the most about it, but he'll quit soon, so we'll have to be we'll have to hire. Nice. Honestly, that would be a fucking dream job, like to be a GM in the NFL. Oh, you'd building be in a your roster, underwear in that film awesome room. Right? Hey, that room I walked into looked well, like a dream. You were just talk- it's like the all twenty-two times yes. four thousand. You were just talking about that, and we were talking about Coach Sacco. Literally on Saturdays when we would coach, we would game would be Friday night. We'd bring the players in Saturday. We'd watch the night before film, yeah. and then me and him would sit there for like four to six hours watching the team. Games from the for the next week, and I, he taught me so much about. But like watching film, like for six hours, it went by like that. I had no problem doing that. I it's, love watching. It's a film. good time. Film is a really good mm-hmm. time. If you, for me, I always had. It seems a lot comes around to this, but anytime I had vitamins in me, it just. I think I should have been going to high school in college more vitamin D because <laughs> I think it makes me more interested in what's going on. What's yeah. going yeah. on? I think it makes me more interested. That's why I did it. 
Yeah, sure. You did a, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> College was much different for me. <laughs> Weed but, really makes you want to peel more layers yes. off. Yes. Of like, the I want to dive in. Like, yeah, dig deeper. I mean, all right, let me do some more of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. I yeah. think it would have changed my whole entire education experience mm-hmm. if I would have been doing that. Obviously illegal. But it yeah. would have been better. Serious. If I'm, not, if I'm Watch, not on weed, I'm in there. I'm like, ah. Watching that's film. That's an onion. I'm <laughs> fuck with that onion. I've said before, though. I've said before, though, that I watched Shane Leckler's film. Yeah. So Thomas Morstead, in the summer before going into my rookie year, I I literally had to ask him, like, I need like a five ten minute, mm-hmm. just like a punning for dummies book right now. Like, give me a couple things just to keep in mind. If I do this and this, the ball will go far. Right. Like if I do this and this, the ball will go for you. He's like, all right, uh, keep your hip flexor out so that your leg swing is straight. And if you drop the ball on, on the, the center, right center of your foot with the ball straight, it should turn over every time. I'm like, okay, let me lock that in. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So then we do a couple and it's like, it's working. I'm like, perfect. Then whenever I got into the league and I had access to film, I, I would just watch Shane Leckler's mm-hmm. film. And if you're very vitamined up watching things in slow mo, <laughs> you really start to realize like the little thing. I'm like, oh, he's holding on to that ball until oh his left foot's on the ground oh <laughs> and then i'm like uh, can you put my film up there oh god damn wrong way but film is a lot of fun it's i enjoy it a fourth lot. phase of the game a lot of people forget it's four phase game i it's an awesome thing to do it is it's really cool hey in all your years of organized football have yeah. you ever played a snap outside of special teams think about that no it's always been no, special. No, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I, I played when on. When we were in seventh grade. Or I was seventh grade. You were eighth grade. Yeah, I played like three, four weeks. You played wide out. I was quarterback. We threw we threw a couple touchdowns. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. We, did. I, we literally have two touchdowns. I think I have a pick six, and I might have a punt. Also, he also scored a touchdown uh, in high school. It was a bad snap or something <laughs> on an, uh, a field goal. From, like The ball rolled back to the 40, <laughs> and he just ran it in from the 40. <laughs> Hold on. The guy. Oh, guy. Hey, that's one of my most. That's a big moment oh, for yeah. me. Well, I remember I was, it. I was thinking because I was thinking about Coach Sacco because Coach mm-hmm. Sacco, after that game, after that game, it was my first year. It was my, my first couple games. Snap goes over to Holder's head all the way back to the 40. And I just, I in, natural instinct, just run back to get it. And as I'm going to get it in soccer, right before you get the ball, you're supposed to give like a peek over your shoulder, right? It's just like a natural mm-hmm. thing to do. So I, right before I pick up the ball, I see this guy like right on my ass. And it's from Fox Chapel, by the way. This is the school that my mom hates yes. naturally. Yeah. So I bend down to pick up the ball. This kid gets on like my waist to tackle me. And I do like a hip like a hip toss, and he goes flying nice. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I got the ball now. We're in a real game. All right, so I like square up now, and I'm looking at their entire defense now, except for that one guy that's behind mm-hmm. me. And I... A couple of team, like guys on my team were basically like, give me like the let's go. And I'm like, here we go. This is just like backyard football. I ain't no shit. Mm-hmm. And then I, at the goal line, I I end up, I think, running over yes. a guy or wow. two and like getting in. Nice. And on the bus ride home, Sacco sat next to me and he goes, got to get you more of those. <laughs> I, get you more of those. I was like, I agree. And then that's whenever he got into, he, he said that as a way to start his conversation with me, I think, you know, and then he explained to me how scared all the football coaches were that they were going to ruin my soccer career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Sacco was like, we are so scared to do anything with you. Cause I mean, I played overseas in soccer. I was, I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was a pretty solid soccer player. Like they didn't want football to injure you. Correct. Yes. For, and then, they, the okay, football team you. had the, the football team, the coaches, everybody. They were like, "We just don't want to fucking, we don't want to." Because I was a 
I was a pretty notable soccer player from yeah. our high school. So me going to play on the football team was a big deal, obviously. I mean, a lot of people were doing both soccer and football, but I don't think there was anybody that was like... Plus with the hip toss, too. Huh? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. They, the, the, Sacco was the first person to tell me, like, hey, we're very scared to have you here. <laughs> like, me and Sacco, <laughs> Sacco was like, we don't want a bad name at all if we hurt you. And then that was really... It became like a real relationship. And I, I thought about that play this morning while I was showering because I wonder if that film still exists out there. I, I guarantee it. I had to look to. like a fucking athlete. I had to have not, not a room I story, might even but have it at my house. How did you, oh, like junior it. year, how did you get over to football? Well, I was going to do it like my, I won the punt, pass, and kick. Oh. I won the punt, pass, and kick either my freshman or sophomore year. I forget what it was. And I was going to go do it then. But soccer, I, I was... It was really going for soccer. It's like I, in my head, though, you're so good at soccer. Why would be like, oh, I'm going to go play football? Like, well, he, he would just come on Fridays to kick. That's it. That's it. Wait, would, wait, wait. You didn't run gassers? You didn't no, run no, no. Like, I would just show yeah. up. On, I would walk in with the. Well, that's the, a good gig. And sometimes they had games on Friday night, so he would get there right at game they, I would walk in with the fans sometimes. <laughs> Were players pissed off at him? Or no. no. They loved him, right? No, no, no. The best. No, he could kick like a fucking 50 yard field goal. Any high school can get a real kicker. And our high school team was not good. Yeah. 500, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> first time I kicked a football, though, I kicked a 60-yard field goal. It was like the first time I kicked it. And it just it became something where there was always the thought of doing it, but soccer was the ticket. If I was going to go to college, by the way, my parents weren't going to pay for it. There was not going to be no student loan. It was going to be a scholarship. No, but Gorms, it was the best because if you were on kickoff team, you didn't have to run because if it went in the end zone. It, it nice. Would, except for there was like two or three times where Pat, I don't know what happened, but Pat didn't get it to the end zone. And the team was not running down the field. <laughs> no. So it was like an automatic 70-yard return. <laughs> by the way, that's Because people, probably- people were like trying like six yards down the field. And they're like, Oh shit, that's not in the end zone. <laughs> By the way, where I learned how to tackle yeah, is yeah. on those situations oh. right there. No and one it, was we, running. It happened in college too. The same thing would happen in college. How did you learn to tackle? You were never at practice. I mean, seriously, how did you bring down your I fast up, tackle? I grew up in the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. A lot of backyard football. You played a lot of tackle. We football. play backyard okay. football. I mean, that is that we play a lot of football growing up. I think that is a huge difference between back in the day and now. Because video games are so good. I mean, the temptation of video games wasn't as great back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of outdoor activity. Well, I played backyard football. We played kill the man with the ball or whatever it, almost every kill day. Kill the carrier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played. Yeah. You tackle, you throw it up, someone yeah. else gets it. Yep. Runs I played some form of football probably four or five days a week mm-hmm. growing up for like a long time in my life. So I was never scared to tackle. But in a game, you always, as somebody who who hadn't played football with pads and shit, mm-hmm. like you never, I had no idea how to put the pads on. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was the classic. I mean, those stories happen where Nigel, you know, in a replacement says no clue uh-huh. how to put the pads on. I had no fucking idea how to put those things on. But then once you start, you don't really know until you get your first hit with them. And I don't think my first hit was until like a real game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> we can just plow people. But it was always, always the response from the football team was always like, hey, don't fucking... We don't need you getting hurt on our fucking dime, basically. That's how the, f- the football team. Tackle the man with the football was like the, the best, best training the best. thing, or the best game ever. And Gorms, our generation should be ashamed that we didn't use that name. Right, we right. called it something else, yeah. and it had to go away. But that was like the most fun. Yeah. yeah it was a great game. Great yeah, game. That was the most fun. I wasn't going to say the name. I'm just saying it's a, what, what would you guys what you guys call it? It was called something else. Yeah. You can't say anything. Nothing anymore. good. But that game, that game trained like every good quarterback, I mean every good running back that developed in high school was the neighborhood kid who just fucking mm-hmm. demolished everybody at that game, you know? Great conversation by us boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I'll tell you what, boys. The way our mouths were moving into those microphones at the current time, and we're only heating up, by the way. What you're about to hear is even better. <laughs> Isn't that true, boys? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot mics. Yeah. Thousand percent. Thought that was good. Hot, hot. That sounds like the Cleveland Brown coach guy, uh, Wiley. 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 Coach Wiley. I don't know how much I love that Santa thing. That was the, mm. one of the worst things I've yeah. seen. Yeah. I don't know how much I love it. I like Cleveland Browns. I like the way they operate. I like the way they're moving socially with uh, everything. I didn't love that video. They're trying a little too Don't hard. Don't jump yeah. the shark with Wiley. No. By the way, Wiley legend, though. So I, I would not be mad if I saw more of him from the mm. Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Just that video, I didn't think it, it didn't. We want authentic, Bob. Yeah, but yeah. people are going to yeah. miss. We miss it. We, we miss all the time. Oh, yeah. Literally. Oh, well, it shows it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He took a shot. Yeah, taking a shot. He took a shot. Take a shot. But let Bob be Bob. That's what we're saying. Speak yeah. Bob's yeah. as fine as Bob. Let's put our swords yeah. on. We want Bob Wiley, not Santa Claus. Yeah. Tim uh, Allen's our Santa Claus. Exactly. Bob Wiley was attempting. As soon as I see Santa, I see Tim Allen. Bob yeah. Wiley had no chance. It's like already been done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they took a shot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I respect Keep it. trying. You know what people should do? What? Hmm. They should take a shot on a different type of chewing yes. well, that's operation. Truth. Yeah. Mm. That's the truth. For anyone that dips, I know that one of your New Year's resolutions is going to be quit using tobacco. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every year. Every year it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I want to get in shape. New Year, new me. Nah. I want to quit chewing tobacco. New mm. Year, new me. Yeah. Nah. Always back out. Yeah. You know why? Because you you're you addicted to the ritual. Yeah, and you never Correct. get that traditionally with, with when you quit. Free dip. Yes, yeah. exactly. You keep the ritual, but ditch the tobacco with Black Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Black Buffalo is the only tobacco-free dip with nicotine that delivers the same experience as traditional products. The flavors, texture, color, metal lid, and the nicotine all feel the exact ah, same. That's nice. Just without all the bullshit that tobacco brings with it. Mm -hmm. They sell exclusively on their website to United States and Canada. Oh, Hey, oh, Canada. A little, that's big. A little brother's that's up big. there. <laughs> Our neighbors. The town yeah. of Canada. Shout out to them. So if you dip and you haven't tried Black Buffalo yet, now's the time to do it. Yeah, you got to do it now. Now's the time to do it. Head over to blackbuffalo.com and, blackbuffalo.com and for a limited time only, use promo code HOLIDAYS, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S, to save 25% off your first order. Also, follow them on social media so you don't miss important updates at Black Buffalo Inc., that's blackbuffalo.com, promo code HOLIDAYS, mm -hmm. and holidays are a time to give and receive gifts. Do both. Give a gift to yourself to receive. Get rid of the tobacco mm -hmm. and start with Black Buffalo. You'll love it. This whole office is made to switch. Yeah, yeah. make your life better. I'm excited to start using it on January 1. January uh, 1, also a good time to get the finances in order. Hope, mm -hmm. Hopefully a little appetite suppressant. Oh, didn't even think about that. that. Nicotine's good for that. What did what does his face do? He smoked cigarettes. Cigarettes and apples, baby. Yep. <laughs> Christian Bell. Get ready for yeah. the machinist. That's what you were, you and Todd are doing. Oh, believe me, me and Todd have a whole <laughs> type of things cooking up. By the way, January 1 begins the weight loss challenge of all weight loss challenges. Thir till January 31st, four men will attempt to lose weight. Todd McComas, mm -hmm. yeah. Diggs, Zito, and Foxy, by the way, new manager. Foxy, Foxy Zito's yeah. new manager. Mm -hmm. By the way, I let 
I relinquished the role of manager of Zito. Recused yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think it, I'm giving the money, so I should probably be out of the thing. It makes Smart. me happy. But yeah. also, I think me being um, uh, uh, an independent observa- observation yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Also, I saw the pub falling apart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a way for maybe Foxy and Zito and the pub to come That's together. That's just being a good manager. That's what I'm saying. I, I did this for the pub. What a pub's doing apart. fine. The pub pub's is, doing fine. Uh, we're thriving. We got, we got the former champ here. He's going to bring the 10 grand home, and we're going to have a new bar. I mean, it's, it's like a couple whose marriage is ending talking to their kids. Wow, Fox we, is It's fine. Said. It's fine. No, it's not. I see you fight every night. Every yeah. night. I, I will say, we forgot one person in this competition. Oh. Tim most important. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Tim McVie and I'm Ty behind Schmidt. him 100%. Yeah, the competition's already over. Look at that. Zito's behind Tim McAfee. 100%. I know what Zito's doing. Zito, he's he's locked interest. in. Well, Foxy, you're already in. spending Zito's money on no, the he, bar. No, he's the one that said that. He said that a couple times. Yeah, but he's 100% behind another. This is what I'm saying. The pub has no they, communication they, issue. They, no, they no, 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 that's a team uh, issue. That's not a, commu- mm, that's not a pub issue. I know issue. what Zito's doing, okay. all right? He's going to hype Tim up just to slide right under the carpet and win this thing. That's a team That's team Zito, okay? That's mm-hmm. not a pub issue. We're fine. We're yeah, golden, but, but baby. I wanted I wanted to make sure the two thirds of the pub are together. You yeah. know what yeah, I mean? Well, you got to talk yeah. to them then. You I do appreciate that. Yeah, but it felt it felt. I like will the say pub the pub the pub is a hundred percent behind Tim for this champion or for this challenge. Really? Yes. Interesting strategy. What does this even mean? <laughs> the pub is backing him. The pub, you're you're so the building, the building is backing like the 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 house that should be condemned. We're putting a portrait up of Tim. We talked to the house. Yep, (laughs) and uh, the house wants to be behind Tim. The house doesn't want to be behind the involvement any of its residents or or getting better potentially. Yeah, the house doesn't want to get better potentially at all. I don't know if the pub can get any better right now. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I think you can get them better. I think you can get better by investing in it. Yes, yeah. smart. If you guys don't win, which I think is very likely, all of you, uh, all of you will probably lose. No, because Tim's winning. Yep. Well, probably because of that, but also the pub has this funny way of losing. Mostly, nah, yeah. Sometimes nah, choke. Nah, nah, choke. They have a funny way of losing. Not often. A misstrategy. Yes. Yep. Of some sort, a communication failure. A lot of confidence from the pub. Misguided confidence. So yeah, it's false confidence. Yes. It's it's a beautiful thing. A lot of people survive a long time with false confidence. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you guys having very fake confidence. Strong will. There's a see Zito. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. faux confidence. Mm-hmm. No faux confidence, not bad. But you guys should have real money in your pockets. Mm-hmm. You I like that idea. Yeah. You should have real money in your pockets. And I have a brilliant way for you guys to invest in your future. Tell me more. Oh, invest in yourselves. Yeah. Invest in the pub. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs options, mm-hmm. and cryptos all commission free. Big crypto. Wow. That's pretty nice. ETFs. Ty, Ty, what were you saying about ETFs earlier? I mean, it's all that matters anymore. Yeah. You know? ETFs. ETFs. It's the future. It's all about ETFs. You can buy and sell ETFs. Nice. Finally. What? They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. So the pub, they're trying to strive for you. Thank you. Not intimidating, non intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence, not fake confidence. See? Not fake. True confidence. That's good. You need that. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy to digest way. Mm. Robinhood is a no commission fee operation. Mm-hmm. Other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade. You kidding me? That's true. That's true. I've seen it. Todd's wow. seen it. Mm-hmm. Todd's seen it. My friends bitch about it all the time. 
What did that? What did that one guy say at that one yeah, thing? Ten dollars a transfer they get from me. I'm yeah, like, that's oh, tough. Are you fucking kidding what? me? And then ten dollars a transfer? What a sucker! That's insane. No, you're pissing it away. I used to have to deal with that. But weren't you at a buffet? You were at a buffet. The guy dropped his phone and thing. Oh he was yeah, talking about with the yeah, waffles yeah, with that thing. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the screen. Yeah, and then one. So not only were they charging him ten dollars per transfer, mm-hmm. they also owe him a new phone because he got, he broke it bitching about it. Yeah, yeah, the least absolutely. they could do. What did fall into? He didn't even have the insurance. Oh, he's got to buy a whole brand new. Oh, phone. shit. Jesus. This guy doesn't make good decisions. You kidding me? No. He's, oh, you, yeah, he's giving away $10 to trade. He's a bad decision maker. What, was, what did it fall in? His phone fall into there? It fell into, it bounced off the chili because the chili's right, oh, there, yeah. right yeah. there at the end mm-hmm. of the buffet. Yeah. yeah. Bounced off the chili, scraped the green beans yeah. against the glass. Boom! Right on the tile floor. Oh, oh so it, it it went it landed down. Did yeah. it land face down? So it was face like down. so it was like a guessing game, like scratch off. Like is it broke? Uh, yeah, that's the worst. Like, he didn't even uh, suspense. Yeah. Five minutes, he would just look down, afraid to pick it up. So yeah, he's like ten dollars in his transfer fee. Yeah, remember the whole buffet line was backed up because he couldn't pick yeah. up the phone. Oh yeah, in front of everybody. Everybody was just waiting for him to see if his phone was broken or not. Everybody mm-hmm. was everybody there. in the whole place. But everybody in the whole cro- Golden Corral. But everybody in there also heard. <laughs> everybody in that Golden Corral also heard though that he was paying ten bucks a thing. They're all like, this guy makes fucking bad. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. This guy deserves this broken yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have a broken phone. Probably no. to make his wife pay the bill as no. well. Wow. Scumbag. That kind of guy. His How'd wife- that conversation start with him between you and him? It was just at the chili or what? Yeah, we were just at the table and uh we I was I was bitching about how much I hate croutons, right? Yeah. And like I go over to the salad, I go get salad. Three fucking croutons in there. You had somebody with the the crouton forcep. Use that also on the lettuce. That's what happened. You know what it was? Yeah. Or drag the croutons across oh, yeah. the lettuce. Yeah. Like a prick. Drop them in there. Like yep. a fucking They're in prick. separate Asshole. containers for, for a fucking reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Some yeah. people don't want the fuck croutons on the fucking lettuce. So I'm in there bitching about that. And then he said, you, you think that's bad? Listen you know how this. much I pay per transfer yeah. every fucking time? So I he's a one-upper guy, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, so this right. guy yeah. also a one-upper guy. I felt bad, too. I'm like, here, I'm bitching about a fucking crouton. This guy, he's out all kinds of money. Yeah. I yielded. So don't be a one-upper or a broken phone guy. <laughs> I love croutons. It's the worst. It's the only carb in, in salads. That's why yeah. I love them. <laughs> I'm a big crouton guy, too, by the way. I fucking love I don't know how they're made, but I love them. It's just what? Fried bread. Just like yeah. bread, yeah. yeah. Is it fried bread? Yeah, yeah. bread with like really good Deep seasoning. Fried. That's what they get. Yeah, Italian seasoning. Yeah. The Italians. Oh. oh. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all your profits. That's all nice. of them. Hey, that's incredible. Nice. They have easy-to-understand charts and market data. 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 It's data. <laughs> data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood web platform also lets you view stock collections, uh, i.e. the 100 most popular sectors, <laughs> entertainment, social media, and curated categories like female CEOs. Uh, never heard of them. And analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock. Wow. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. We talked about this earlier. Got to yep. have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Diversify. Yep, Drew Brees. Discover new... Yep, but the diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Has that already happened in the conversation? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear about You'll it. You'll hear about it. You'll hear about it. Discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. Or the pub. Okay, that's enough. Nope. No, there's no stock buying in a pub. Everybody's mm-hmm. selling the it's not public. We're not, we're not public yet. We're so not you know, public yet. You know, Zito said that, he'd be out of the room. Whatever. Foxy knows be who you can afford to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Foxy yeah. knows. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> to build your portfolio. Sign up at 
M-C-A-F-E-E, McAfee.RobinHood.com. That's McAfee.RobinHood.com. Let's go. Shout out. Let's get back to this conversation. By the way, that guy who broke his phone, mm-hmm. fucking wrote Jack. Real fucking yeah. He deserved it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man whose life is a real-life blockbuster. Matthew McConaughey, some other guy, two for the money. He's a sports handicapper. He was a friend of our serious show. He married the professional adult ballerina that was at the Pink Rhino in Vegas. He's a legendary human being. He's going to give out some picks for us all to get rich this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Lang. Not bad, actually. Experiment, first of all, not Fuck. pink, but that's fine. It was just, you're in the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I would say the, the I would say the guy that came on last year and shocked the world when on our first show together told us that Loyola, Loyola Chicago would go to the Final mm-hmm. Four. I, he has joined us today to give us another sleeper <laughs> right now in college basketball for the Final Four. Duke. And it just so happens to be a team I had last night, but we'll get into that later. Hey, I completely forgot <laughs> about your Loyola call. That was one of the greatest calls in the history of sports gambling. Everybody said that you were a dummy. I got a lot of people tweeting me telling me this guy's a fucking idiot. And then lo and behold, that 100-year-old nun and that basketball team won on that run and just in Brandon Lang's name. Yeah, and I got it. Well, you know, we'll segue right into it. Last night I had a, a a nice play on Buffalo plus the three and a half at Syracuse. Um, they won the game outright, pulled away in the second half. This is a Buffalo team that returned six of their top seven scorers from last year. It's a team that knocked off number four seed Arizona last year. Uh, they Let's are go. filthy. They are loaded. They're now eleven and zero, ranked fifteenth. Probably going to move up to tenth if they can go on the road Friday and beat Marquette. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. Their coach said before the game last night in my research, we lost to him last year, 81-74. I felt we were the better team last year. I feel we're the better team this year. You gave me three and a half. We money-lined them, and they went out there and, and turned a four-point deficit with about four minutes to go, and my boy Massingale just lit him up for 25. Yo, Massingale gets 12. hot. Massingale <laughs> gets hot. You got no shot. None. So keep an eye. That team could be. This year's Loyola Chicago. Know that, print that right now. They got this kid Perkins, a lefty who comes off the bench that's the second coming of Sam Perkins. Um, Keep an eye on Buffalo. I'm giving them to you early. I mean, early. It's Christmas season. It's the holiday season. You're giving out gifts. Also, here's a little gift from the past. Uh, Did you ever uh, golf caddy for Jim Irsay? Yeah, I told you. He was my, I was his regular, he was my regular my last year at Riviera. Now, here's, here's a story about Jim. Anybody who tells you they know Jim Ursay, then they'll tell you, like, Junior Seau would call everybody buddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing, buddy? Jim Ursay, if you know him or around him, Brother. calls everybody Pardsy. What's up, Pardsy? Pardsy yeah. How you doing, Pardsy? What's huh. going on, Pardsy? I have no idea. I've never been called a Pardsy. <laughs> oh, wow. no, you know you call Pards. Hey, Pards. It's like you know, Do you know who was with Jim Ursay any one of those times named Jeffrey Gorman, kind of a handsome-looking st- older I'm, guy? I'm still pissed off at you, Brandon. For le- you, The landing area on 10 that you would always give me, plus you'd give me a shit read on 10 every time. <laughs> so I'm still down on you, but I love you. Wait a minute now. Does Jeff have kind of black hair? 
Uh, it's kind of brown. Cool. He's got blue eyes. He's kind of an attractive looking guy. He's movie very, star. very old. Looks younger. He's a movie star. He's got an imbd.com page. <laughs> every, every time Rivy, every time we were out at Rivy, you, you Rivy. told me about your movie. All right, number one. You remember my brother out there one time too? Starting to come back to me oh, now. Horseshit. Come on, <laughs> for fuck's sake! Unbelievable. Listen, ones. we're going back. We're going back to two thousand circa. 2002, 2003, Big Daddy. I mean, that's... All right, let me see if it's a real Brandon Lang. How much to carry Ursay's bag each time? I know what the number was. What was it? All right, well, first of all, you never carried his bag. He was only in a cart. That's first and foremost. (laughs) Second of all, I was always in a cart with Jim by myself, and then Steve Hanamoto would have the three guests every time. I would just take care of Jim. Um, so you're saying you never worked for Gorman, Steve (laughs) Hanamoto. I like Stevie. Stevie could read those greens. Brandon. Yeah, Stevie's been, Stevie, Stevie's been there forever. Now, I, I, of course, am the caddy that holds the course record 61 for Ted Tree behind his back. <laughs> so, obviously, you've got to be able to read some greens if you take a PGA Tour player around there in 61. But back to the story, um, Hanamoto had the other three guys. I had Jim. At that time, 2003, Jim would give us each 500 cash. Not the same guy. <laughs> it was a so, yard every time. Thousand. Come on, Lang. Listen, not then. He only gave us 500 a pop. Now, later on, when Hanamoto had him with Hammer, um, who Jim flew in and gave him spending money and put him up and had him in the suite, and, and they, they really had a good run. Um, they, he, would, he, would, he had bumped it up to 1,000, according to Steve, later on. But when we first had him, when he first joined Riv, he gave us each 500. And that's, listen, that's the greatest story ever, because the morning I went in that I got Jim, I was still single, there's a, there was a massage parlor down on Wilshire Boulevard right next to the Shakey's Pizza. And that morning driving in, I didn't know I had Ursa, but that morning driving in at about 9 o'clock, two hot Asians went by me in two brand-new Mercedes and pulled into the back alley by the massage parlor. So I'm like, these can't be masseuses. So I pull in behind them, and sure enough, they go right into the back of the massage parlor. So I go up at 9 a.m., banging on the back door. The madam's like, we not open. We not open. I'm like, listen, I know you're not open. I just, who are the two Asian girls that come in? I want to come see them later. She goes, we not open. We not. I go, I know you're not open. Give me their names so I can ask for them. Finally, after banging for like five minutes, she gives me their names. I'm like, thank you. I go up to Riv. I get Ursay with Hanamoto. We take Ursay around. He bangs the seats for 500. I go, Hamana, let's go. We go right back to the massage parlor. <laughs> they were a porn star hot. Kobe Tai, Miko Lee, Kikani Kai, Tiana Kai. I mean, that level. They were unbelievable. And I, for a year, saw this girl. Tried to pull her out of there, get a date with her. She just would not budge. Mm. Jim Ursay making dreams come true. (laughs) Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay. Hey, Pardsy, what have you been up to, man? Just in Vegas, just just, uh, on fire in college basketball. Good NFL run, college football, a little 50-50, but college hoop has just been unbelievable. It really has. And and like I said, we moved back here full-time from Jacksonville to Vegas. I've been back home here for three months, and it's, you know, the carnage in Vegas is just fantastic. So, it's uh, that's it. Just bowl season. Super Bowl's coming up. Trying to win games and, and keep her going, man. I went through a goddamn drought. Now I was hot early. I was doing all money lines. I was feeling it. And then everybody told me when I was betting these money lines, they're like, "Hey, hey, that money line's gonna fuck you over one time." And then the Titans beat the Patriots, and that started a down, <laughs> down, downfall for me, Mister Lang. I need to start. I need to start taking your advice a little bit more. I think. Well. 
we can segue right into it. NFL this weekend. Tell me what you're looking at. I'll tell you if you're on the right side. Okay. I like Let me dig this up. Let me pull up my bookie here on uh, on my phone. Pull up your bookie. Let's go back to let's go back to Ursay's boys. So how how did you work for Jim or were you just a guest of Jim? I I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to answer you or not because you're kind of offended that you didn't because <laughs> I listened to your hustle every other hole and yeah no I, it, yeah I worked for the Colts. Go out there with Jim, get the uh, get the call down from the boss's office. We're going to Rivy tomorrow. Be ready. <laughs> Because there's another guy that came out with him that no longer works for him, that he was kind of he was he didn't like me much. He kind of he kind of didn't well, want was, me to caddy for. It's probably his brother. My brother. Yeah, that's probably this guy's brother. Okay, that's exactly He's right. He's like guy. Jim loved me, and and this guy was like told Hanamoto, uh, Brandon rubs me the wrong way. Don't get Brandon out there. Hanamoto's like I can't do that. Jim likes him, and so when I finally retired, that was his way of. Of, of me getting off the loop. But yeah, so that was your brother. He loved Hammer, though. So. He loved Hammer, though. It's, it's kind oh, of yeah, awkward. Hammer. Listen, Hammer, Hammer, man. Talk about a guy who hit a golf ball. I mean, he's actually he's actually now, you ready for this? Hammer he hates your parlayed his caddy rib job. Now he, he uh, he's Mark Wahlberg's assistant. <laughs> wow. he's Mark, well, so he parlayed, parlayed his room with say got Wahlberg, Mark, and now Wahlberg. Well, I wouldn't say that. We all laugh about it. Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg speed golfs for 30 minutes every single morning. Yeah, he's Mark Wahlberg's gopher. He's his gopher. Hammers is his full-time caddy, travels with him, but he's his gopher. They rip on him. They make fun of him, but he's, <laughs> Hammer's a good dude. But that's what he's doing now, so pretty funny, man. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay, I love the Indianapolis Colts minus nine at home against the New York Giants. Let me tell you why. Darius Leonard just came on the show. Incredible interview. Huge chip on his shoulder going against Saquon Barkley this weekend. Also, Andrew Luck, not a Pro Bowl nod. I think the team is using this very much as motivation to bury Eli Manning with his weak arm in the New York Giants. Am I on the right track? You're on the right side. You lose with Indy before you take a shot with the Giants. You look at Indy, I think they're the only team with both a top-10 offense and top-10 defense right now. Um, Nine's a lot, Saints, though, right? Saints, they're the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, five straight home wins by an average margin of 16 points. Um, I think the best quarterback-head-coach relationship in the NFL right now is Frank Reich and, and, and Andrew Luck. This is a dangerous team right now that if I'm anybody else in the AFC, I don't want to see them right now. I hope they get in because I think they're more dangerous than Philip Crimea Rivers in San Diego. Oh! So. oh! Crimea a River! <laughs> and I, listen, I always call them San Diego because they'll never be L.A. to me. So hey. uh, definitely on the right side with Indigo. Did you see the photo from the Monday Night Football booth? I think they took a picture or somebody, whoever was calling the Chargers game. There is, you know how Matt Nagy has the BU on the thing? Yeah. There was a huge, like, poster in front of whoever was the color commentator oh. that said Los Angeles Chargers. Like, Los Angeles was, like, underlined. Like, remember, this is Los Angeles, not San Diego. Nobody knows that it's Los Angeles Chargers. It's only a matter of time. I like this. Pittsburgh Steelers plus five and a half in New Orleans. You're on the right side. Everybody's betting New Orleans in this game. And, uh... Pittsburgh's a dangerous dog. You know, they're not laying 10 on the road at Pittsburgh. They're not laying. I mean, this is, this is an interesting spot because you look at the Saints the last few weeks. They haven't, they haven't looked impressive, even at Tampa, uh, even at Carolina Monday night, even at Dallas. Um, Pittsburgh on the road getting more than a field goal. 
Um, very rarely do you ever get Pittsburgh any time in the NFL as a dog um, of more than three points, ever. Um, you're always laying chalk with them so from a value number. Um, this is the same team that's failed to cover seven of their past 11 as a non-division home favorite. So you're definitely on the right side with Pittsburgh. I, I like what I'm doing here. I feel like I'm really getting good. I've been in that uh, the Saints place down there, that dumb mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. And I think, we, I think we actually lost by 50 down there. And when that place gets a humming, it's, a stop, it's hard to stop. But the Pittsburgh Steelers fans will utilize this potential trip down to the bayou, down to Bourbon Street in the middle of December, they will be that, that place will be filled with some Pittsburgh Steelers fans in there as well. I'm not sure the home field advantage will help as much as it normally does. Sure. I yeah. think there's going to be some terrible towels down there. Down there. Well, fr- from a scheme standpoint, from a matchup standpoint, uh, um, look at that. The secondary of the Saints. This is going to be the first game where they're really going to be tested by what Pittsburgh's going to throw at them. You look, Tampa, Tampa didn't test them. Carolina can't test them. Dallas can't test them. This Pittsburgh offense is going to test them. I think the Saints win the game, but I think it goes right down to the wire. It's a field goal game. Rams have looked like absolute dog shit these last couple weeks. Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, they're giving 13.5 points to the Cardinals. Are they just going to blow the doors off of them, or do you think the Cardinals definitely cover here? I've said it for years. It's a five-letter. It's a five-word answer that you don't get very often. You gonna get this dick. <laughs> D D D H D D, and it's not breast or tits at the rhino. It's double-digit divisional home dog. Double-digit. You hardly ever get it. Example: uh, Buffalo was catching. 11 and a half, 12 from, from New England, and they were right there till the pick six by mm-hmm. Derek Anderson. Yep. Um, something tells me you can't trust laying double digits on the road with the Rams when you got a defense that can't get you stops. Their defense is really bad right now. Really bad. What if and you... Nick Foles had guys wide open. I wouldn't, it's a game I'd stay away from, um, but something tells me you can't trust the Rams laying double digits right now against anybody. And that showed... That showed Monday night. Their offensive line, and you follow football, mm-hmm. their offensive line mm-hmm. can't protect. Could it be Fletcher a potential? Cox just abuse them. So if you can't, God, you know, Goff's numbers are down. He doesn't have time to throw. Gurley's banged up. Now they sign Anderson. There's some stuff going on with the Rams right now, so I'd be careful laying double digits with them right now. I really would. Could it be a potential teaser spot? That's where everybody's going to tease them down 10 points and lay three and, and – yeah, that's what everybody – I'd rather tease Arizona up to plus 20. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 23 and a half than, than to trust the Rams right now. Can't, you can't lay points on the road if you don't have a defense. Hey, Seattle, getting points at home against Mahomes. Prime time. It, it's the same thing. It's you're, you're asking the Chiefs to lay points with a defense that's a sieve. I don't trust the Chiefs. I don't trust their defense in this spot. Seattle might run for 400 yards. And Pat will be the first to tell you, if you can run the football in the NFL, you're going to win games at home. Control and they're the gonna clock. Jam, they're going to jam the football right down their throat. Okay, so Seattle wins that, he says. <laughs> so we're taking money, money line Seattle. Well, while we're there, uh, Baltimore on the road against Rivers. What side am I on? You're on, you're on the dog, plus seven. What, what's the current line now? No, it went down to four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Everybody was wow, on the dog. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. Everybody's betting Baltimore. 
Does that going to change the way the Brandon Lang? Is that going to change the way BrandonLang.com looks at this because everybody else is on this? Well, first of all, I think one of the best bets of the day is Seattle at home. Okay. If you saw their defense against the Vikings and Bobby Wagner and how good they're playing and how bad Kansas City's defense is, that to lose the way they lost, do you trust Andy Reid in the Pacific Northwest in a food coma no. after <laughs> sitting around all day on Monday eating? That's Something a fat think. man that likes his food. And I think Andy Reid's problem, and his problem has always been, he eats too much sugar, and it affects his brain and it affects his, his pattern of thinking. This is There's no way you should blow a 14-point lead <laughs> at home with less than five minutes to go. That's breaking it down. Any coach right in the NFL, none. Brandon, how long? So while I'm at it, while I'm at it, if you're going to fire the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, how the fuck does the defensive coordinator Sutton still have a job for Kansas City with how he coached the last five minutes with his defense? Ungodly! How bad this! How, how Sutton has a job. Yeah, but he's been there he fifteen be, years, though, Brandon. What? He's, he's been, been there a long time, and forever. we don't wish for people to get fired on this show, Brandon. Okay? <laughs> we wish for McCarthy, Ty Schmidt, wish for McCarthy to get fired. It happened. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy that. I don't like being a part of that, Brandon. How long have you been doing this? Twenty-seven years of this godforsaken. How, how do you survive? How do you, how do you? I've just been gambling here for a year and a half, and there's a couple times where the end of the game is legitimately a potential it could be it for me it's the emotional investment is huge how how have you survived 27 years of day in day out every pick matters <sighs> tranny porn man <laughs> <laughs> um you got to be the dumbest bro you got to be it's the wild people ask me that all the time and my doctor tells me how my blood pressure is still perfect with with this stress, you just um, you know you learn to balance it after 27 years. I, but the hard thing for me is I would rather release a game and get blown out by 50. Yeah, than the last second. Than to lose a game to lose a game like the Chiefs yeah. last Thursday night. And over because 27 I, years, you've been mixing in a steaming cream. That always that always that. <laughs> um, I'm not a big weed guy, you know. <laughs> the fuck's a steaming um, cream. <laughs> not a bit. I'm not a big substance guy to escape reality. Um. I've learned, and Scott Van Pelt talks about it sometimes, about being on the right side of the game, and some people say the right side of the game doesn't get you paid. Well, in my business, if you get your clients more on the right side of a game than the wrong side of the game, at least you're validating in them that you have an opinion. I'm on a 22-7 and college basketball run Let's going go! last year. Let's go! And of, that, of those 22 winners, 17 have been underdogs that have won outright. So I'm not just giving you a dog. When I look at a college basketball board and there's 80 games... I'm not just looking for a dog that's going to cover. No, no. I'm looking for a dog that's going to win the game outright. And, and Buffalo was that, that dog. Uh, Penn, plus the points over Villanova last week, beat him for the first time in 16 years. Um, Penn was plus seven, won the game outright. Um, it, it's, it's just See, it's getting in a good run. That's it. If I'm on the right side of the game, I don't beat myself up too mm-hmm. bad. If I, you know, I've had some terrible college picks this year, terrible and that's, that's what pisses me off the most and gets me down the most, is that I've been doing this so long that I should be able to look at a board and get on the right side of a game and know we're on the right side of the game and lose than to just blatantly, you know, let me give you an example. Anybody that touted the L.A. Rams as their best bet of the week last week and told you to unload the house, how do you trust that opinion? Can't. That was a... Th- 
11-and-a-half, 12-point favorite that lost the game outright that had no prayer on the planet <laughs> from covering. Can't win with that. Don't want to win with that. Can't do it. Can't trust it. Don't ever want to trust it. Won't be able to trust it. Kind of want to get that person the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. You just, you you balance it. And and I'll tell you what, you, you, uh, I may have massive, horrible losing streaks. Everybody that does what I do for a living does. You're not going to win every day. I also have massive, big winning streaks. You know, I'm honest. I tell the truth. That an un- I've had a rock-solid NFL season. I'm having a rock-solid college season. I can't pick my ass in college football right now. I don't think anybody can, to be honest. I think it's kind of tough. It's, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on. So, so I just stick with college hoops, and unless I do love something in the bowls that I really see that, that's a value, I'll just keep releasing college, college basketball picks until we get to the NFL on Saturday because I just, I'm seeing the college basketball board. And by the way, I got to tell you, Pat, mm-hmm. I, saw, I went on YouTube, watched a little piece. You got a pretty good jumper, buddy. You got a pretty good jumper. Elbows in, you're square. Huh? Uh, I saw some interview you did with a kid at the, at the old studios when you were employed by SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice little jumper. Wouldn't mind coming to town and playing a little horse for maybe $100 a letter. <laughs> Brandon, you need to get out here. We'll make it 1000 Come on out here. 1000 a letter. Come on out. You can come right into the Pat McAfee basketball court. We got cornhole here as well. I don't know what you fancy. We can make anything happen. We would love to have 27 years. Listen. Of sports handicapping, done deal. We'll make it happen. If you want to go a thousand a letter, we can go a thousand a letter. Um, you know, don't hustle a hustler, but you know, <laughs> I'm joking. I just... Whatever you, I've I've taken better players, one foot banks <laughs> from behind the three line. A um, lot of crazy stuff going on, kid. But we'll, you know, we'll keep it. We'll keep it nice. Hey. Um, but I like that basketball court. That was sweet. Hey, instead of horse, we'll play D D H D. And you all, you I won't even have to the the first D before you have four D's inside of you. <laughs> Listen, if I'm coming, we'll find some double D's to, to cheer up. <laughs> You're an idiot, Brandon. We appreciate you so much. Where can they follow along at? BrandonLang.com. That's it. Like I said, uh, 17 and nine NFL run going back to last year, and I'm sorry, 30. 39 and 23 NFL run going back to last year, 22 and 7 in college hoops. Um, sticking with those two for the duration of the new year, although I will tell you, uh, my lean is toward Notre Dame plus the points. And if Nick Saban wants to score 80 points on Oklahoma, he can. It's just a matter if he will. You know what? You don't do surgery on a uh, sprained ankle, so Tua has a broken ankle for sure. Jalen, I don't think that. I don't think that matters. The the run game. Of, 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 of Alabama, um, there's nothing Oklahoma will be able to do to stop Bama from scoring 50-plus. Nothing. Even if it's Jalen Hurst, nothing. They are so bad defensively against elite competition. So Bama's getting 50. So the question you ask yourself when you lay that 14 number, or 14 and a half, or 15, can Oklahoma on Bama score 30-plus? If with Nick Saban having six weeks to prepare, that's how you look at that game. Because if you think Murray can put up over 30 on Bama's defense, then bet Oklahoma all day long. Because that's what it's going to take. Because there's nothing that, that Oklahoma's defensive line is going to do to stop Bama's offensive line from gouging them and doing whatever they want. Nothing. Bama's getting 50. You know, there was you think people. Oklahoma can get you 30 plus, bet them. You, I know, don't. you know, there was people saying that uh, that Bama team could beat an NFL team. That was crazy. Anyways, Brandon Lang, <laughs> appreciate you so much, man. You're the best. 
Got it. Thanks, Pat. See you guys. See ya. Yep. That was a rough call for you, Gorms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gorms. That was a rough call. Early there, he didn't remember Dude, you. No, he didn't. He had didn't. no idea who no. he was. He knew his brother before he knew Gorms. And he hated his brother. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad call for you, Gorms. That was hey, rough. No worries off my back. He's the one that was taking off of Ursay's back, not me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> See, when he, when he was talking about a guy who didn't really like him and worked for the Colts and Ursay. Yeah, I thought it was like you. you. No, no, was his no, brother. no, it wasn't me. His brother had very similar job title as I, Jeffrey. I, I enjoyed, I, well, he was his assistant. I mean, that was the bottom line. Scotty was there to, you know, I was doing other media stuff and get the call and go out there. But Brandon, who we love, I, I loved his personality. Go on. Go, go on. He was going for, hey, Jim, I got a deal for you here. You know? Got it. Hey, he was shooting I got a shot. The, by the way, not a bad idea. If I, if yeah. just for future reference, I get it. Brandon's but, friend of the show, right. and he's a lunatic of a man. Yes. I mean, every time he's on the show, he tells some story that is sure. absolute lunacy. He's been a sports handicapper for twenty-seven fucking years. He's a lunatic for sure. But I, that's definitely something Brandon Lang would do: is shoot his shot with Jim Mercer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, definitely. If, if fucking caddies are becoming Wahlberg's assistant, why aren't you going to shoot your fucking shot? Yeah, I'd probably take a couple myself. Pat, you take one of those shots on a round. That's fine. You take another one when he come, when he plays back to back days. He'd play four or five straight days. You do two over How's that. That's golf true. It's fine. Yeah, but then you do it every time you go out there with. I them. see where Gorms is coming from because yeah. this used to happen with Pat All when we time. would go out and drink. All people would come up and like. Pitch shit and, and ask him for shit. And I used to feel the same way. I just wants to go golf. That's was all. Brandon shooting, uh, pitching two for the money to Jim? Oh, absolutely. Something Jim should have thought about. Told us all about that. Told us all about the movie, the script that he had, and every, every time that he would do it. Still and finally, after a while, a guy says, Hey, it. I'm going out to the West Coast. I'm going to have my relax. I'm going to have some of my boys with me. I'm going to go out and play golf. He doesn't want to get pitched all the time. Brandon, you could tell I can he's a mouth. You know? Listen, I mean? as, as somebody who, like, my lady gets mad, my parents get mad, my friends get mad, people pitch me a lot. But as the person that happens, I'm normally so intrigued by the conversation with the people that I am just enjoying. Yeah, I can see how it's annoying. It's very annoying to Jim Irsay, I assume. But also, Jim probably, I don't want to say enjoyed the conversation, mm -hmm. but it's also something I'm sure Jim later said, listen to this fucking caddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I bet there was, how was Jim's game? Pretty good. Well, it was. He hasn't played in a while with the surgeries and stuff. He, but it was, it was, it was interesting. To, yeah, he, he plays a, uh, carries two drivers. <laughs> Never know which one's yeah, going to be hot. Yeah. <laughs> Never know which one's going to oh, be yeah. hot. Bag gets bigger each year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, great. if the club ain't doing a job, we got to add a friend. Hey, I know oh, a lot man. of guys carry two drivers. Yeah. Hey, that the chipper. Do you remember the chipper? Oh, yeah. yeah. Larman, Chris Larman, one of our friends, had this little. I used to suck out of the rough. Whenever I was down to like a very low handicap, I was in the single digits. I don't know how low I got, but I was pretty low. I was playing a lot. I had one. Glaring weakness, and it was if I was on the the fringe, if I was close, and I couldn't, I for some reason I couldn't get my putter to control how hard it was going, and my wedge we couldn't do it. Right. So my friend Larman gave me this little chipper. Mm -hmm. It's like a putter that has a slant on it. Oh, yeah, just put it. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was like cheating. Yeah. I felt like I was cheating. With heavy weight on the back of the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corked yeah. bat. But I, it had to take a place of one of my clubs because mm -hmm. you're only allowed a certain amount of clubs whenever you're going for the handicap thing. And it was hilarious just pulling out, like, the, looking at the four iron. Like, <laughs> you fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. I got, a, I got a 60 degree. I got a 53. I got a, I got a fucking sandwich. Yeah. I got a lob wedge. I got a chipper. <laughs> <laughs> These things, it's just like, a, but that's how I played. That's a, that was my best rounds of mm -hmm. golf. If you need four drivers, because one you can only get exactly, one good yeah. shot out of each one, you <laughs> right. pack them in there. You might be putting one in the lake. You yeah. never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. Drowning a club. Great move. Mm -hmm. Immature. Immature.
<laughs> Depends what club it is. If it's a wedge we can, that we can get I, rid of, you throw her in. I had that driver for like five years. Hey, you retired that day. <laughs> was, that was thing was dead. It was over. It was dead. It was, it was dead. No it had nothing left, left in, in it. That driver... I think it ran out of juice the like, night before that outing. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was just a rough day with Driver you. had a lot of good ones in it, but not for the last couple of years. <laughs> do you guys think uh, <laughs> do you think Larman jumped in the water to, to resell it? Nah, I doubt it. Put it back in the in the pro <laughs> shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad play. We'll be back for the Italian club outing this year. I'll have a new driver. I'll It'll tell you what. Gorms, you still golf? You were a golfer there. I had the surgery about six years ago on my neck. Mm-hmm. Same one Patey Pie had. Mm-hmm. Fusion on the four and five. Pardsy, <laughs> by what the fuck's Pardsy? Well, Pards is like, hey, Pards, how you doing? It's like an he old. He called me. It's like Cuz. Yeah, it's like Cuz, but it was back in the day in the Western. Hey, Pards, you got to work. I around. might start picking. Is there any like any terrible meaning behind no, this? No, it's short, short for partner. It's right? short for partner, but it's Pards. Yeah. Oh. And then he mm. went into Pardsy. You know? I'll tell you what. I, I don't mind the parts. You throw an E yeah. on the end of hey, something. Part. It's the best. Yeah. Hey, what's up, parts? So the T becomes a D, though. Mm-hmm. Parts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every texter say, hey, parts. Hey, parts. Yeah, every time. Yeah. I'd never wow. heard anybody. Wow. Nobody oh. fucking texts her. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's how you start <laughs> you, the thing. Hey, you want to talk about. Yeah, every time. It never stops. Brandon Lang in the middle of it. About his blood pressure. Absolutely perfect, by the way. Best doctors on earth. All right, Diggs, what's going on this weekend? I mean, we hit a lot of it there. Yeah, we got a lot of games that mean things. So Titans, Redskins, basically losers out of the playoffs. Titans got that, I assume. I like the Titans, Titans team. They're 10-point favorites. I like Vrabel as a coach. Yeah. I like Vrabel as a coach. Great player. He was motivated as a player. It transferred over easily. In New York last week, it was rainy. It was cold. Yeah. And it felt like that was like a Vrabel. Uh-huh. Like, like Vrabel was like looking at his team. He didn't have a visor on. I don't think if he had a visor He's out on. out there doing that's warm-ups the with the team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's a cool thing. I like Taylor Lewan a lot, too. Yes. Joe uh, Thomas likes him. I like mm-hmm. him. Ravens, Chargers, Chargers. Chargers still going for the one seed. Ravens need to win to stay in contention to win the North and even go into the playoffs because if they lose, then and the Colts win. The Ravens We're not going to be on gone. TV, yeah? Yeah, it's Saturday night. Oh, nice. Yeah. Prime time nice. Saturday night. Let's go. Uh, Colts, Giants, we already talked about. Colts need the win to obviously leave out the Ravens if they lose. Nine-point dogs, or nine-point favorites, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles, Texans. Yep. Basically, basically a playoff game for both teams because Texans will follow a three seed. Eagles, if they lose, they're out they're pretty out. much. Uh, Nick Foles is back. Yes. It's Patriots' biggest game on Sunday. J.J. Watt don't care, by the way. No, no, no. J.J. JJ Watt don't care. He does no. not care. Is that game on national TV? I uh, don't think so. Uh, that's not what? good for the Texans. That's on national TV. J.J. probably gets 15 sacks mm-hmm. and a fumble. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, Bucks. Cowboys beat them. They win the NFC East. Rolling on. Vikings need to beat the Lions to stay in the playoff race. Uh, Pats, Bills. Pats need to win the you know, third loss in a row. That'd be a tough one. Hey. Oh, that would be that would be. So the Bills. I don't know yeah. how it feels. Is it in Buffalo? Uh, I don't know. Dodo's flying. No, it's in New England. Oh, hey, this England. morning on ESPN, eight percent chance that the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and I was like, it's fucking over. Yeah, and they're whoa, gonna whoa, do whoa, it. In the first easy. thing, in the first thing Christ. I did was run into the book. Best odds I've seen the Patriots to win the Super Bowl since, I don't know, 2013. Since Finally, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, it was plus 550. First time in years it's been above 250. Let's go. It's going to happen. They had to it's do it. It's going to happen. Did you hear him, too? The Chiefs, they are a sieve on defense. The, AFC, the East is wide open. AFC is an absolute. Anybody can go. I'm worried about the Texans. That's why we need this home field. Big game. Let's go, Eagles. The national game at 420. <laughs> the national game at 425 is Steelers-Saints. 
It's I'm excited one. for that. That's a big one. Yeah, I, I do believe that the Mercedes-Benz uh, dome down there, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that environment is a weapon for them when it gets going. But I think that's Pittsburgh. I think that helps out because Pittsburgh will travel. Yeah. They will travel. That is uh, something. It's, a, it's an even bigger game if the Ravens upset the Chargers on Saturday night yes. because the Steelers have to win pretty much. What are the Saints playing for right now? The Saints are playing. The Saints are the one seed. So they're 12-2. and two, yes, uh, and but the, they've been cold. The man. Rams have yeah, three losses. They have not so good. basically, they are playing to stay ahead of the Rams. I don't think the Steelers beat the Saints. I think the Saints win because they proved that they can win er- ugly last week. Yeah. But man, I don't know if the Saints are this team that they were earlier. Drew Brees seemed to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Diggs, why, why do you think that happened? Because it came too obvious? Well, just what, yeah, what, what, what happened was <laughs> we had talked about it on the show, and sometimes when we talk about things in the show, it gets noticed. It gets yes. noticed by the league, it gets noticed by everyone. Happens on a regular basis. So, Darius Leonard comes on our show two weeks ago. Yeah. He's in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Drew the Brees. league noticed and was catching wind that we were on to them about Drew Brees and the, and the league being Cheating. for him. Yeah. Cheating. So they much. had to make it closer so games. So yep. the last few weeks, they've dialed everything back to make the Saints look like a human team again. Don't worry, when the playoffs come around again, the Saints will be back. Yeah, that's the thing, too. If they lock up the one seed, if all roads go through that Superdome, there's a serious chance the Saints are going back to the Super Bowl. Yes. Like for that place is a weapon. The Rams at Saints, I don't think they stand a chance. And then they go to Atlanta, a place where they're nice and comfy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's in Atlanta, Division Stadium. Like They yeah. play there twice a year. <coughs> True. Right. And then the primetime game is, we talked about it with uh, Brandon Lang, the Seahawks and Chiefs. Oh, yeah. He's, he's feeling the Seahawks. That oh. seems like bro, 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 bets. You guys are bro, bro, bets podcast is coming soon, by the way. Yep. Three degenerates. None of them agree, but they'll give you a bunch of picks. Mm-hmm. It's great. Love Seattle. Connor, Connor, bro, 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 and I. It's a good time. We did a practice episode the other day. Went pretty well, be honest with you. Went pretty well. Went longer than expected, but it was good. A little bit. I think you keep it going. As long as it's good, keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I've always said. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to the point the bro, 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 bets Twitter. Is going to be run by all three of us, and we're going to put our uh, little ha- dash and then our name after it to let you know whose picks they are, so you can fade Connor still. Yeah. Yeah. If you still want to, do you like the Seahawks? It. No. Great. Yeah, yes. Perfect. Beautiful. Let's go. Yeah. Have a great weekend. No, tell me, <laughs> you love the Texans. No, no, no. Listen, we don't huh? need anything else. Believe we don't me, need I, I've, we for, need a couple, for a couple else. weeks now. I'm plotting. Don't care. This. Need nothing else. He hates the Seahawks on Sunday night. There you go. That's the lock of the weekend. <laughs> Shout out to my bookie. Shout out to SeatGeek, Black Buffalo, and Robin Hood. Go ahead and get your money in there. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. You're the absolute greatest. Tell your friends. We need it more. I'm going to give away another uh, block set. So we we're gonna, we give one away for the Tuesday show. I screenshotted it. I just got to send it to the boys to reach out to them. I want to give away something else. Maybe not a block set. Maybe we give away... Uh, Tickets to go see the Aladdin movie. <laughs> oh, that's a good you one. You wanted to talk about this Aladdin movie. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. I've said <laughs> my like piece. I've blogged about it. What'd you say? I think... The cast is awesome. It looks perfectly casted up until that fucking genie. All right. We're All talking right. about Oscar noms already. For Will? For Will? For the genie? I don't think you get an Oscar nom for gluing a ponytail to your head. <laughs> I don't think that happens. Oh, so <laughs> now he's in charge is. of uh, costume? No, oh, you, no, oh, you, don't think, you don't think he has a say there? I tell you what, if a genie is going to win, it's going to be a genie that does have a ponytail. Otherwise, not believable genie. Correct. <laughs> That's buying oh, into the boy. character. Wow. That's He's... what Will Smith does. The most right. believable black genie I've ever seen is Shaq. Correct. Okay? Kazam. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag endgame. Hashtag endgame. Send us a, something that you think would make Nick Moraldo happy. <laughs> Puppies. 
I don't know. What like makes puppies. Dead Will Smith sweater puppies. No, no, no. Because I, I don't want to <laughs> see that on my timeline. Mm, snipe Sally's. Sni- yep. There we go. Send yep. them. Some- we didn't talk hockey at all, Lee. Send us We're some hockey that. talk. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Send us some hockey talk. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for us. Also, tell your friends we appreciate you so much. Uh, that's a good way to enter into the raffle as well. We'll give away something cool. I'll give away like uh, maybe a $100 gift card to the store or something Ew. like that. Yeah, that's what I'll do. $100 right. gift card to oh, the nice. store. Nice. Nice shot. Give away 100 card. You uh, tell your friends in a funny manner to listen to this show on Heartland Radio 2.0. Uh, send some hilarious hockey talk. Something that makes me laugh. Uh, and then... Obviously, the room is the final say. So mm-hmm. get something that gets at Todd McComas, at Diggs with a Z, at Nick Moraldo, at Hey Gorman, and at Bro 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 Betts, at Viva Lazito, at Boston Connor, with uh, one N, no two, O. Two, two, two N's, N's, one R. Two N's. No E. No O. Boston, C-O-N-N-R. Does it start with a C? Does it start with Boston, C-O-N-N-R. Oh. oh, that's relatable. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's easy. Easy, yeah. Easy yeah, yeah. to say. Because Connor, yeah. yeah. At Evan Foxy, by the way, um, have you changed, like there's some of you guys have different names on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, I can't get the Instagram one. Yeah, neither can I. got to figure that out. I would, just, I would just like you to know, as a person who uh, just likes to share information, probably a lot easier going forward, yep. mm-hmm. just in this uh, chosen profession, Mm-hmm. Same name on, on on every platform. Now, yeah, how do you go it. about that? Because there is no boss. Like, well, I think you Connor. should change your name. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 I would like to just be Connor. But no, I'm no, just, no. no but do? I'm saying I think you should figure out a way to change the C O N N R. I think that's it's tough. It's tough. The O-R, the regular one, there's no one I know, maybe, active on Twitter. Come up, he's saying come up with whatever you have to to make them both the same. same. And still yeah, be they are the, yeah, they are the same. I mean, if that if that's, well, then that's that good. Then I wasn't referring to you. As long as it helps, yes. Yeah, it's the same. Though. Yeah, but there's it because I go. It to could z- be better. It could be spelled better. Yes. 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 We'll work it's on it. It's a tough guess. By the way, somebody recognized yeah. me strictly off from Instagram. That was really? interesting. Nice. Your Instagram's taken off. No, it's it, it's not really that big. <laughs> it's what do they do? Hey, yeah, yeah but you do. just now started working on it. Hey, you're that guy on uh, Instagram. No, it was like this little kid who was in the mall. And I was shopping because I, I did a little shopping for everybody on Saturday, for everybody in my life. And I was in the mall, and this kid was standing next to me, obviously wanted to take a picture with me. But I let those kids figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Like, hey, if you can't ask, yeah. it's not my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not my job to give you confidence. You, this is a moment for you. To Tough love. Yep. Yeah, so I don't want to do anything. So he taps me on the shoulder. It was like a cool moment. Taps me on the shoulder. I go, what's up, bub? He goes, you're that guy from Instagram. And I was like... Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. You're that kid from Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, maybe. It was, that was weird, though. It was very weird. I had somebody recognize me from WWE stuff. That's that was good. kind of interesting. So it's been kind of an interesting It's been an interesting. Thing. Different walks of life. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of different, like, the. I don't know if tw- I don't know who I think everybody's moved to Twitter. By the way, I think Twitter is a much more active place. Facebook seems to be about dead. Facebook's dead. dead. I dead. deleted. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I deleted mine the other day. I think day. Facebook yeah. is dead. I think Facebook is dead. Instagram seems to be the. Oh, they're flexing. Snapchat. That's. Not, I think everybody from Snapchat has gone over to Instagram. To Instagram Feels yeah. like that is yeah. like you. You started Snapchat as like a teenager, maybe or like ty- like a young tyke. Mm-hmm. A lot of personal Snapchats now. You can pay money for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucrative business. Very lucrative business. Yeah. What's that mean? Use the Instagram to pub that, actually. Yes, exactly. Swipe up. You swipe up, you go to the Snapchat, nudes. Oh. Oh, it's like the modern day. Uh, Boobs. Girl. 
Wait, say yeah. that again. Boobs. <laughs> so model Instagram <laughs> models. Instagram models are creating private Snapchat so you could buy for those. See them naked really? on there. What are they going for prices wise? Zeta, something you should think I'm about. I don't know. I've never yeah. clicked, but probably like fifteen bucks a month. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's <laughs> my guess. A lot of them are tiered. Yes. There are tiered ones. There are tiers. Mm, it's like Twitch. All right. Oh, like a gold level? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiered, you mean like a tattoo on it? <laughs> no, the highest tier, you get a poster with a signed letter. Oh, you're talking about the boobs. Like you got to go to their Patreon. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. Onlyfans.com. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you should do that with your Twitch, though, for sure. <laughs> Show some nip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that get some bits. Uh, All right, make us, make, us, make us laugh and win some prizes. I think that's a simple life. Have an incredible weekend. We gave you some picks there. Um, we're so thankful for all of you. Zito just put his helmet back on, ready to go to war. Uh, you guys have a great day. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through Then I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Ah, uh, how can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last ride It's been a long day Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again when I see you again First you both go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong and was small Turned to a friendship, a friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken, the love will never get lost Brotherhood come first and the line will never be crossed Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach so remember me when I'm gone How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got Everything I would do you were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last one let the light guide your way Yeah And every road you take will always lead you home It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you
about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see.